Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, happy holidays to you all. It is your host, James Lindsay. I've, I'm, I'm here. Um, I'm here to talk about a holiday movie today because it's, it's the time of the season. Um, not your ordinary holiday movie, but uh, that's okay because we're gonna, we're gonna come with the, with the jolly. And you know, you yeah. think we just, we, you think we just started this podcast because we're jolly? No. <laughs> We're we're excellent podcasters, uh, as a matter of fact, and we also happen to uh, be trained in martial arts and gunplay. If you're, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're curious, um, you think it's just because we're jolly? No. Um, anyways, uh, I digress. I got two lovely gentlemen uh, joining me today, but uh, first, I will be joining. I will be introducing. <laughs> yes, my co-host. The great Brandini is here today in the polarized kingdom. How are you today, Brandini? How are you? You doing, doing, you doing, yeah. doing some dances? I'm do, I'm doing some. Da- I'm feeling it. I'm fucking ready to talk about this movie. Uh, yeah, the holiday season. We're kicking it off. Um, well, we we didn't kick it off. You know at the beginning of the month we're kicking it off now and i'm excited to be kicking it off because we're also going to have a string of movies that aren't your typical holiday movies um and yeah i no, i'm i'm doing good i'm doing good all things considered um you know what are you a big uh, holiday movie guy you like uh you like christmas movies you like i mean we did our whole scary movie uh month and now we're getting into holiday movies scary movies weren't our for uh forte necessarily but this is uh, something that I don't know. I'm curious. How, how are you on uh, the old holiday movie uh, side of things? I, I actually am pretty big on the holiday movie stuff. Um, uh, the Christmas movies uh, specifically, like. Again, we've talked about being a couple of SoCal surfer dudes and we don't really get seasons here. So a lot of these movies are kind of a gateway into things that we, you know, are really gr- like great stereotypes of what is kind of the look what is kind of happening during the holiday season so movies have always been a great like way to transport into oh yeah people you know have to deal with a lot of snow or you know there's um yeah like uh small towns christmas trees which we had some of that for sure but yeah all of that uh, just gets me in the mood of it i do really enjoy christmas Um, I love my family a lot. I love seeing them and it's, yeah, I mean, when you're together with the family, you're going to, you're going to throw in a movie, especially after dinner or something like that. Like I have very like fond fond memories myself of a holiday Christmas movie watching with my family. I remember going to see the Grinch when it came out, uh, the Mm. Carrie Grinch when it came out on Thanksgiving of that year in in theaters. And, And I still remember, remember that. And there's like certain ones that every family has like a really fond connection to even if they're like uh not everyone's favorites or something like that uh, families will have a tradition or form attachments over like some from some funny things which i i enjoy like for my family yeah it was like the jim carrey grinch or the tim allen the santa claus i was gonna say tim um, allen the santa claus for me as well for one, sure yeah. mm-hmm, big yeah. one for my family because the we dads were... the dads would be chuckling the whole time too they love tim allen um, yeah dads love tim allen i mean ugh, yeah and it's always fun. There's a ton of Christmas movies too that are similar to the San, um, the Santa Claus. Is it the or just Santa Claus? Whatever the Santa but, Claus because it's, right uh, the Claus. 
Oh, it's the, the clause, contract. right? Yeah. The contract, yes. Oh, which dads love contracts as well. Let's of course, be real. Of course. <laughs> That's another thing. Um, but yeah, like there's a ton of Christmas movies where dads are like seen as uh, a joke because they're just so, they can get so into it. They want they force their family to do um, to get into the holiday spirit in which way or another, which isn't really my dad. But I think my dad really enjoyed just grown men acting silly, which is probably where I got my kind of overall just uh, how I carry myself. Uh, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> a big, silly grown man now. Look what happened. Look what happened. I, happened to us brandon we watched like jim carrey movies all all during uh, our childhood and now we're grown up big silly men um but yeah we, we cannot go any further without intru- introducing yeah, our, our, our guests and i'll i'll leave that privilege to you to you brandon uh please if you if you uh please introduce our guest i would love to yeah so uh we got a special guest today um a great friend of mine a great friend of the pod now um Mr. Dave Myers. Hey, how's it going? I'm it's going good. Honored, honored to be here. Very excited to talk about this movie. Um, based on, I was a potential guest for last week's and based uh-huh. off of the movie choice, both things that I've had wanted to watch. Yeah. I'm much more excited to talk about this movie than I think I would have. <laughs> Wild, wildly collection. different conversations. Wildly different. <laughs> yes. And, and, and to, yeah, just to that, sure. like, that's why I, I felt that both of these movies fit. Cause they're like me and James had already talked about this movie to a degree, but I just knew that even though scheduling wise, you couldn't make uh knock down the house that this movie would fit into something that you would be into and that would be fun to discuss with you um because yeah i don't know like and i was talking off uh pod but i'll say it now is like uh, in the beginning of the pandemic me and dave started a like a uh, week was a weekly i can't remember yeah oh, right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was it was weekly it was a weekly uh, Zoom get together and uh, which, yeah, like kind of was the predecessor really just kind of got me like buying, the, you know, certain equipment and just kind of uh, really, yeah, getting into the fact that I can get together with my friends. We can connect on things that we typically talk about. And um, so we had been meeting on Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic. Just I mean, we're still fucking in it. I mean, one thing I would say is it's like, yeah, uh, this is it's December 2021. Um, we're still dealing with this yeah. pandemic bullshit. This podcast is a is a part of a different stage of that same pandemic is mm-hmm. the beginning. This is the beginning of this podcast. but. Um, are you, were you referring to the, uh, you guys would just have uh, discussions. I know I, I was able to join you guys on, uh, some discussions of movies, mm-hmm, sure. um, those being the hundred percent varietal on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. That, that's what it, yeah, it was about hundred percent the most, the top rated movies on Netflix. And it was just a list that I, Dave, I think you found. And we were just like, yeah, so all of these movies we should cover because some, some movies. Top 25. I don't Top, remember. Right. It was, I think oh, it was okay. based off of what we watched. I'm guessing it was critic based. It was critic right. based because mm-hmm. a movie that was on that list was Knock Down the House, which was something yeah. that we were going to oh. talk about on that, which is really interesting, which is actually the, you know, why I reached out to you originally about that. Um, because 
we were supposed to talk about it on that. Wow. Um, and then this movie was not on it, obviously, because it's not a critic movie. But um, yeah, like no. we had just but so even though this movie didn't fit into that, this movie is the type of movie that was kind of showing up a fair amount on the list that we got from. I can't remember what the publication was that had the list, but it wasn't like movies people knew. Like if which was which is so funny and up its own ass, where the f- first twenty five movies of the top movies on Netflix, based on hundred percent, you know, range on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, was mainly movies people had never seen. Which is you know, yeah, it just kind of we've we've gotten into this. We got into it last time about this the rating system of Rotten Tomatoes does yeah I mean it's something that we should take to task and it's just silly if you were to if you think about it critically in a particular way because like yeah I I just because a movie is a hundred percent in Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent movie. It, those numbers don't tell the whole story that is what we've right. come to realize a, a lot with this podcast and i'm sure even the movies that you guys were discussing with that with that one as well and the few that i i showed up for was yeah well what is the story behind this this score and how many people are rating it how do they decide what is rotten or fresh what is what is the underlying meaning of these this binary system that they have in place um that gives you know what is a two and a half out of five in that system? Is it a rotten or is it fresh? How do they, how do they decide that one? If so, and there's, it just takes away all kind of nuance and gray area of, you know, these reviews that people, people send in, but that is very interesting when for something to get as high as like a hundred percent or 99%, you know, and it's like, well, this many people can't be wrong or something, but then you get something like knock down the house. The one we talked about last week, yeah, it was 99% for one side of the critics and then 10% for the audience, very different. Um, but it's, it's to put it like the, the simplest way is, yeah, it just doesn't tell the whole story, this binary rotten or fresh sort of, sort of system that, that people kind of rely on to figure out what movie to watch. Um, but I don't know, uh, to go past that, I mean, to even to, or to go maybe a little bit further back, Dave, do you like any holiday movies? Are you like any yeah. Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. Are, are, are you always, a, are you a fan? Uh, is is fat, is fat Man the movie that of this week? Is that you're going to be your new favorite that you're going to watch every year? <laughs> Sit in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every year would be a funny one for this movie. <laughs> Put it on after dinner with the family. Uh, so <laughs> it would I, be because I think this dads or just men, you know, older men in your uh, in your family or whatever. Um, would like this movie but continue family favorite or maybe it's just me favorite because we had a vhs of it i think my brother would agree is jingle all the way with Arnold. oh hey i was gonna bring that one up too another dad that's that's going through it a a goofy dad movie yeah uh you can't beat christmas vacation yeah Yeah, another goofy dad Uh, movie yep Uh (laughs) oh yeah love it first night we watched a Christmas story. Oh man. Elf they got that always solid. They got that one going 24 hours on uh, ABC family all Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I think it starts. I don't know the exact time. So yeah, that one's going on all the time. So there's a handful that I watch occasionally every, maybe every year, maybe not on Christmas, mm-hmm. but nothing crazy. Uh, my mom loves the Hallmark and lifetime Christmas gotcha. movies. 
Sure. So whenever I'm back for the holidays, always have to check out a few of those, which are just, they're a whole different dimension. Yeah. Of what you're expecting there. It's, I think they're written by a robot. It seems right. Um, so it's, they're hilarious. They're <laughs> so you've seen, you've hilarious. seen a few. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I Me- wouldn't, you couldn't even pick one to choose because they're almost all, all the same. The same thing happens in every single one. Mm-hmm. The endings are almost the same, but the acting in it, the storyline is just, it's like predictable, but it's unpredictable. It's like, no way is that actually going to happen in that. Like a kind of like a happened. melodrama, kind of like a soap opera thing. I don't know. We we watched a Tyler yeah, Perry movie for the first time like for this uh, podcast, and that was that sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see where this is going, but then there's some other things like, whoa, whoa, whoa is, where happening. where did this come from? And I, I'm sure, yeah, that's that soap opera sort of like, and then a twist, you know, like this person is blind now, or you know, there's mm-hmm. they're they're a ghost that's influencing the other person to do things, or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, no, totally. Uh, that's, I, I'd be curious to bring you back for one of those. I think that'd be a lot of fun. If, if, there, if you happen to find a polarizing one, please let me know. Cause, uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think those would be fun to talk about. I, I don't watch them obviously, but there was this one that, uh, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig starred in where, which I think it was just a lifetime movie that like was a script for a lifetime movie. And then they just had Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig come in and play it straight. And they just play, play like a lifetime movie straight. Like there's really no jokes. It's just a lifetime movie with Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig like playing it straight. It's such a weird, surreal sort of thing, and it's like funny if you kind of like laugh at it, but you're not really laughing with with it. They're really like I don't know. They're they're playing they're, it as anyone else would kind of, but they just happen I to wanna, be funny people. Go on record, and I'm not going to say they're good or you should watch any. But if you ever have Lifetime or Hallmark Channel available and you're bored, mm-hmm. yeah, put it on. You'll be entertained. Which um, one do you have? Do you have a one I should like pick? I said I. They're all, the same. they're all the same. They they're all the yeah. same. Yeah. Everyone you watch has 80% of the same storyline. One of my friends, now wife's, I believe the Chris or the Instagram handle is Xmas. So X M A S sweetie. That's W E E T I E. Yeah. Uh-huh. She, okay. I don't know if she's still doing this, but last two or three years, She'd watch bad Christmas movies on mm. net, or on yeah Netflix, and she would Instagram live Instagram story them. Fun! Oh my god, so she fun! Would have like holy shit, the oh. section Instagram stories oh just god. of her reactions, <laughs> and it was great. You, yeah. I'd watch the movie through that. And that's similar to Hallmark movies. Yeah, because then you don't have to watch all the boring parts. You can get to like the really preposterous yeah. stuff that probably happens and just, yeah, get to the reactionary. And you get the commentary and everything. Yeah. And it was very entertaining. <laughs> I, I'm going to I might have to do a deep dive into uh, into the situation. It's like I, I think you're right. I think they do kind of just like print them out of some factory or, or something. And, <laughs> and just like, the, you know, I don't know. I, I think of like the South Park uh, Family Guy episode where they have the manatees in the big aquarium and they just pick different ideas to combine together to make a joke. Um, and I just, I just yeah. think it's, it's probably something like that. They're just like, uh, yeah, it takes place in the mountains in a cabin and this person is a slub and schlub and this person works too hard and they got to get together somehow. I don't know. They got to go, uh, 
right hang out hang out with the in-laws for a week they're oh they're locked into a storm and they got to hang out with the in-law i don't know yeah yeah there was a fad on twitter where it was it would be like entourage bot and it would just or like modern day seinfeld is a big one yeah they would just do here's a situation of what a seinfeld episode would be in 2020 and right. I don't know if somebody actually wrote those or if it was a bot, but then there's also the entourage bot for where it was like, we've had this person watch 20 or a robot watch 20,000 hours of entourage. Oh, and this when it so came funny. back with the script. And I imagine <laughs> that the lifetime Christmas movies are really all lifetime or Hallmark movies are kind of probably to an extent, Netflix movies mm-hmm. all in that category. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Netflix because Netflix has all of that data on us and they're just, yeah. All right, here's what people watch. Let's make TV here's ones. where people turn off. Here's what where people turn on. Yeah. And right. where people walk away. And yeah, that's it's it's interesting that that science to it. Yeah. Me and James have been sharing. I don't know, Dave, if you've seen these, but there's this really funny uh, Netflix is a joke. You uh, like part of that YouTube channel. Uh, AI writes Christmas movies or holiday movies or love movies and things like that. And it's really kind of what we're talking about now is that when you take all of these consistent ideas, but they're like. Yeah, if you just like compound them and you uh, just put them in a very like straightforward way, it just ends up being like, oh, yeah, here is this formula. And then they just show you the formula because it's a, you know, robot seemingly making it. And yeah, just it's funny to laugh at how, oh, yeah, they're all the fucking same. Like it's it's the same shit over and over again. Um, But these. Yeah, but it is, it's also kind of why I think, you know, why it's so funny is that we all know that this is true and to just see it be presented in a, such a straightforward way. Yeah, it just, it's, it's hilarious, which is uh, like this movie. Uh, Cause I think there is a way to view this movie where it is so straightforward um, that it is a dark comedy. It's a, it is a joke, you know, um, it doesn't have jokes in it because everything is presented as serious as it would be taken in that situation. But ultimately this movie is about Santa Claus. And now I think something that I would like to get into and may and definitely save it for further down the road, but, is that it was it effective in creating a joke out of that or was it too serious or was it too straightforward that then you're like well oh okay well this actually this might not even be fun <laughs> i don't know it, it kind of maybe takes you to consider it a different way and do a little bit more legwork in order to get there and that's where the disconnect and divide is I mean, you, you, you started that conversation talking about, uh, you know, AI making movies or just like things being Mm -hmm. copy and copy and paste sort of, and this, and then there's, there's those types of movies. And then there's movies like, we're going to subvert that and we're going to do something different. And like, that's what this movie is, but that's, that's the extent that they got with the idea is, and there's not really like a cohesive, uh, lined out story that they are 
subverting or doing a parody of necessarily. They just have these uh, characters that being their character or that being Santa Claus yeah. and Mrs. Claus. That's all they have. And they have his attributes of like reindeer sled, uh, you elves. know, co- cookies, elves. And he has, they have all these things, but they don't have a story that they're subverting. It's just these ideas that they are. So they're like, okay, so we're going to take all these things that are n- notoriously happy and jolly and associated with, with Christmas time. And we're just going to subvert them and make them dark. But there's no, one of my favorite movies, there's no prestige to this. There's just like, mm. there's no, there's no through line. There's no punchline to a lot of these jokes in my mind. And you're just left with these disparate ideas all kind of mixed together of, of, of just simply like, honestly, I, I picture the writer's room being like, what if Santa was, was dark and gritty? Like what if Santa had a, like a gun battle with like this guy? What if a kid got put a hit out on Santa Claus because he got given coal? And that's as far as they, they thought with the idea. And then everything that you watch in the movie just seems to support this very like threadbare, like not, fully their uh idea and to the point where they forgot to fucking put jokes in it they forgot to fucking make it funny at least in my mind it's not a funny movie this is not <laughs> funny and it's not effective and it's what it's what it's trying to do which is be dark and gritty and and, and satisfying that way and then i this is just my whole big thing on it and then it's it's so disparate is that you have three characters who's the main character in this movie who's the main character it's not the child because he disappears the whole fucking middle part of the movie the child disappears the one who you start the movie with is like oh here's this child and this is what the movie's gonna be about is like his whole arc and and him trying to deal with like his relationship with santa claus or whatever it's like oh and then we're gonna jump off to santa claus actual fucking santa claus mel gibson then we're gonna jump around to walton goggins who has his own backstory but it never settles on anything until Santa Claus at the end. It kind of just was like, oh, it is about fat man. It's about it's about the fat man. Um, but who gives a I just I just couldn't I couldn't care less about any of the people in this movie. And uh it's not and it's not funny. And it tries to do these subversion tactics without actually having a through line to be an effective, sort of like dark, sort of dry hum- humorous comedy with uh with any of it except maybe some walton goggins i kind of like some uh some of the, some of the walton goggins here and there just because it's him just because it's he's yeah, so totally. funny he's, he's so great but um right. yeah I, we we can we can go through this movie do you, do you have an overall sort of reaction dave to this movie had you heard of it is this something that was on your radar of like oh i gotta check out fat man like oh that came out 2020 oh i really gotta really gotta see that Sorry if I'm speaking derisively. Maybe you really wanted to, and I'm making fun of you right now. No, <laughs> like, actually, no. Uh, I did really want to see Famine, and I, I love this movie. Your reaction to it, and I'm gonna love to talk about it more based on that. So, I remember when the rollout of this movie on Twitter oh. came out. I'm a Twitter person, so <clears throat> gotcha. Twitter is great for your all spectrum reaction. Um, you know, I've, and with my follows, I can people, I don't follow any like big critics, but I follow people that are critical. I follow people that are just there for having a good time. And you'll get um, news in uh, real time as well. Like you'll find things out as right. they happen. Yeah. So people were excited for it. Everyone loved the idea of it. I remember seeing the trailer and it's like, this is going to be, this is a great idea. I don't know if that means I'm going to love it, but I appreciate the stance they're taking on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, then sure. everyone was mad about 
Mel Gibson getting Santa because I think it was a lot of stuff when he was getting yeah absolutely lawsuits for sure. assault or whatever. He's a he's a he polarizing a figure. Yes. I think he's got a laundry list of stuff, but Twitter oh, yeah. loves Walton Goggins, or maybe that's just some of the people I follow. So people are psyched. Oh, I that. love Walton Goggins. I mean, he's, I even wrote great. a note oh, yeah. of that. Walt, I was like, Walton I'm Walt, oh, um, Walter, Walton, or, I believe. I believe it's, I think you said it correctly, Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I thought it was Walter for a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said Walter. Um, but yeah, he, oh. I don't know too much of his stuff, but I know people love him. Is just, delivery he seems to go all in for everything he does and that's great yeah he was um, all in on this for sure oh my god then yeah. the critic i remember it getting bad critical reviews and that was kind of the end of it i never went around to watching it again being interested mm-hmm. in it and then brandon sent me all right we're doing <laughs> fat man this week and i was like i think i remember this one that i looked it up i'm like hell yeah <laughs> I am 100%. I'm glad I have a reason to watch this movie now because I don't know if it would have ever popped back up on my radar. Yeah. And that trailer is something it's like almost impossible for it to live up to that trailer, that premise that it's, <laughs> that it's, that it's giving you is like, wow, I'm, I'm you're just kind of almost happy. That's something. like, oh, cool. This movie, ex- this movie uh, exists. That's, um, that's nice. I mean, like it's, it's, I mean, the Mel Gibson thing, say for, for whatever, whatever you think of him, like that could make or break what, like whether you even want to see this movie or not, or be interested in this movie is him is his presence within it. Um, but the idea of, you know, there being like, uh, a yeah, this, this action movie starring Santa Claus and, and someone like going after him. If you were to tell somebody that like, Oh, Hey, there's this movie about, yeah. Like a hitman going after Santa Claus. You're like, what's that about? Is Nicholas cage in it? Um, no, but think- then you say no Mel Gibson is, and that's a fair, like, Trade off yeah, yeah. though, because it, yeah. it, they're they're both really eccentric, mm-hmm. action oriented uh, movie stars. That sure. I mean, they they you know Mel Gibson has been in plenty of movies that are amazing, and he is a good actor for sure. He just seems like a huge piece of shit. Yeah, um, but <laughs> like, sure. th- but that also is part of this character a little bit because we got this down and out santa that's up against the ropes people aren't believing in christmas as much and there's a lot of that in the movie and i think on paper which is interesting to research this movie because this movie had been getting shopped around for 10 years the nelms yeah brothers right i think they're brothers uh yeah and um they just wanted to make this move that you know they this was this was something they really wanted to happen obviously they're doing it because of more of a career thing but uh to just be uh, cons- like persistent to get this movie made uh after 10 years of shopping it around i mean also to the i like and when considering how long it took to shop around i was considering the pitch of it and it is yeah an, it, it is a funny pitch That's because a fun if somebody pitch. That's a fun it's trailer a fun, to watch. It's a fun pitch. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun pitch. And this movie was like executive produced by like Danny Bride and uh, Danny McBride. Some, yeah. And uh, McBride, uh, his yeah. other writing, writing partner. And they worked with uh, Walton Goggins on vice principles, this comedy show, kind of dark comedy show on HBO, I believe. I've heard that's uh, great. I've, yes. watched, I've watched some of it. Yeah. And it's Danny McBride and Walton Goggins kind of just going at it, uh, being teachers at a school trying to go for, the principal job, I think it's been a while since I've seen it, but mm-hmm. Walton Goggins, the way he delivers lines, it really fits a Danny McBride, uh, 
picture, produce picture, whether he's producing it, writing or whatever, like his delivery totally fits everything. And you can feel that Danny McBride sort of ethos. I don't know, kind of in, within the movie a bit too, when they are trying what? to uh, do those humorous moments of kind of just like people right. kind of just, yeah, very dryly, like kind of just sh- uh, either shit talking each other or shoot. Yeah. Shooting the shit in a very like kind of, extemporaneous sort of sort of way and there's just so much mr and mrs claus stuff in here that really feels like yeah like a danny mcbride just kind of like uh you get the eccentricities of these characters and that's going to be the humor of just witnessing how they behave with each other yeah i don't know uh, no, 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 that, that's fair, because I think that's where we're going to start, you know, where you can be uh, negative, for lack of a better term about this movie is, is that you would read the description, hear the pitch and go, oh, I want this to be as serious as it like I want this to be taken seriously so that it can be funny in a dark comedy sort of way. But it, to your point earlier, is, is it's not funny. No. So if this movie was directed by Adam McKay or Jody Hill, like those people would have made this movie funny. You know, Jody Hill in particular, like I would have loved it. He's the guy who directed and co-created uh, Eastbound and Down. And if he was, you know, really responsible for this and you just let the Nelms brothers just be the writers of it, because I think fundamentally this plot works. You said that it was like plot like bear a bit. I think like it yeah, is like on a, honestly, like it's very not, straightforward. I'm not me. sure if there's a version of this movie that would work for me, like straight up. Like I'm Ooh, not interested. I'm not interested okay. in this like. Okay. In any, in any talent, like I get that it's preposterous, like maybe as a skit, like an SNL skit or something like that, where it's like, Hey, like what if this kid took a hit on Santa? And that's the idea. It's like, I'm not going to watch an hour and a half version of this movie. And I can't (laughs) concoct a way that it would be entertaining for me, whether it's Adam McKay, whoever is going to make it. And I could play that game of like, Oh, maybe they did this. Maybe did that. And my version of that would be like, Oh, maybe if they fucking just got rid of the kid entirely, made it all about Walton Goggins. And he had a backstory of being a child. And he uh, supplants the child character and then it's just his backstory as a child and you flesh him out more. But even then, I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that, like trying to take out Santa Claus and him being like this dark, gritty Santa Claus that's living like whatever. And what, where is he like Nova Scotia or some bullshit? And, he, and he's with, that is in Alaska, right? He's Alaska. In Alaska. Yeah, yeah. And it's like North it's, Peak. It yeah. just I was just finding myself like. I, I just don't care at all for this, for this movie, like straight I up. I thought the lack, I thought how little was there. I liked that part of it. I, that's okay. see, that's where I, I'm, this is amazing to set this up because just real quick, like James, I like that you don't like this because I could totally see why somebody doesn't like this movie and almost despises it because it treats people very poorly it's not funny it presents on paper really in my mind funny situations obviously we'll argue about it but 
Yeah, like if if you don't get that, it, it it forces you to do the legwork, which it's understandable that you don't want to. So then when you're presented for what it is, you're like, yeah, I don't fucking like this. Like, why would I like this? It's a bunch of people being shitty to each other. And there's no like, what's the conclusion? OK, so Santa, who's kind of a piece of shit, like just tells the piece it, of shit not dude, to it, be a piece of shit. Like, it's a, that's the it, end of it. it? It's a tonal mess and you see, yeah, you're sure you see Santa Claus being heartfelt with his, his wife. And then you see him being like cynical and being an alcoholic because the world's gone to shit and he's pissed about it. Um, and, and everyone's just, there's, there's not really anybody to root for Everyone's kind of, yeah. Like not, a, not everybody's a piece of shit. Santa's just down on his luck, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and the elves are, aren't even, there's like, you don't see any magic in, in the world at all. So if you're going to be super realistic, like, how the fuck is a child hiring a hitman? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's like if you, you're, you're stretching for these preposterous ideas, but then you also want to make it realistic. It's a hard tonal thing to ride that line. And I understand it's a fucking it's, it's a ridiculous movie about a hitman going after Santa Claus. So there's that. I know it's ridiculous. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's not fun because none of the characters are fun to watch except for. Yeah. Walton, Walton Goggins, I guess a little bit, but some of that stuff seems like uh, stuff that he came up with or just like, oh, let's give him a hamster because why the fuck not? And there's no like, I don't know, there's just not any reason for certain things besides just like, ta- like just add on more things just so we can get to that face off at the end. And that was just all it was leading up to, um, I felt like to me, but oh, I'm, I'm, jump- I'm jumping you know, kind of all around. It, yeah. You know what it reminded me of? is and this is one of my favorite shows on tv is obviously not done as well as this but oh wow fargo oh i would argue yeah i mean i would argue fargo's obviously way better obviously uh, way better yeah but but it kind of hey here's this dumb situation that our main character is put in Mm, and absolutely absolutely somebody and they hire somebody to get that job done right, against right. the person they're mad at. And, and, and it's very procedural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's, you know, we, we're given a, it very sparse for sure, but just to start getting into the plot of it is, is that it starts off and we are introduced to a boy who is very hell bent on being the best person he can be or being not the best but he's wants to be the top he just wants to be the top dog because he doesn't want to be a good person he just wants accolades to be the best because we are in which again there's the writing wise i'll continue to make this argument that the writing isn't bad because in the time that we're given right at the beginning of the movie that sets us up is we are shown that this kid is incredibly ambitious to a fault his father is not around, but he's obviously some businessman that has money. And he just he, he treats the uh, service, the help uh, poorly. And he goes through all of these steps. And so we're just presented with a kid who wants things from Santa Claus, but is a jerk and mean. And he's probably not going to get it. You know, yeah, and he's going to a science fair. He's already wearing all of his past ribbons. He's, I, I don't get why uh, you're, oh, no, sorry, there's four years of science fairs that he's won first place of. So he's, so this is elementary school. He's just like, he's won from uh, middle school. What is like, oh, he's in middle school. Is four, he's mm-hmm. been in middle school for four years. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
and and I and the right isn't some school system that's the case, right, Dave? Did you how long? My, so mine was I was K through five, then six through eight, and then high school. But I know oh. there are schools that do four K it's through like, eight. It's a smart kid, then. Yeah, he won when he first showed up in middle school all the way through, and and then this would be the fifth year he loses the fifth year. Is that it? I don't know. I was just like blown. I was blown away. He was like winning so many years in a row. And then, uh, and then he also was like talking cheating, about, it seems like, uh, Oh really? Cause he was talking about what is like hydroelectricity and stuff in his like project or, or whatever. I, I'm, did it show him cheating to, no, I was but like, this, Oh, he's very, he seems very well, well read on the subject. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing is, is like, it doesn't get into which could have been funny of those situations. It doesn't give you any of that. It just gives you the very simple situation of he didn't win this one. So he immediately calls Walton Goggins and says, Hey, take care of this person for me. And it's fixed. So there, in my mind, there was an assumption you can make that. He may have won some, but he has no problem doing whatever it takes to win right. regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and know, I, I think- always got I got that they them two were they had a very long previous relationship. Yeah, totally. They've worked together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I oh, and so I, will, I will give it that like they whenever anything doesn't go his way, he calls up he calls him up. Yeah. And which yeah, I think the, his character's name is Skinny Man. Yeah, Skinny oh, Man. Really? Yep. I forgot. Yeah, because yeah. it's Skinny Man versus Fat, Fat Man. Man. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't. Why did I forget that? Um, yeah, they never they, say it in the movie. Yeah, that would be ridiculous if they kept <laughs> saying it. But yeah, they establish the character of the of the child. The you know, he's he's nice to his grandma on the surface, but then he steals money from her. Uh, he you know said, and he says that he's going to get her milk, but then he just has as asks the help to do it for him kind of you can kind of get this sense of um you know he on the surface wants to appear a certain way but deep down it's just very selfish reasons that he's doing these things um and yeah they said building yeah they they established that and they you know they established this connection with walton goggins and the the introduction of walton goggins is he fucking offs two people is the introduction to his character who are sleeping people are sleeping and he just offs them and then he's just like a cold-hearted killer, or or is it, or is the other, int- and then the other introduction is him like interviewing this guy about getting a, a bat that was made by Santa Claus. Yes, and that's he's got, cool. He's got this whole. If we can just talk about Wallen Gons Goggins' character for maybe for a second, yeah. Just, oh, we're gonna talk about it almost the whole time, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let's start um, so I mean, yeah, like him in his little lab or whatever, or is like very like he's almost got like OCD because everything's so clean, clean, and well kept, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has he's been spurned by santa claus by for some reason in in your mind as you're seeing in the audience because he is interviewing this guy about a bat and his bat work in that scene i don't know if you guys noticed but he's like amazing he's like flipping around he's like pushing down he's rolling back rolling it back this way and he's which just, is he's, funny he's great uh it's not physical actor that that looks yeah. like he's he's coming up with a lot of that and they give mm-hmm. him they gave him room to do whatever the fuck he wanted which is like yeah let walton goggins run and uh, yeah, and then he, you can tell he's got something with Santa Claus. He buys the bat off this guy and puts it with all the other, all these other items uh, that Santa Claus made. And looks like he has his collection and he has his thing for Santa Claus. Um, yeah, so you got the kid, and you got Walton Goggins. Um, the kid calls Walton Goggins uh, to take out or to do something with the 
the girl who beat him in the science fair. And uh, yeah. And he says, he says he will, he says he, he will do that. And uh, then you, I don't know. Am I running too through too much? You get to the part where like, no, 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 you're the, right. Yeah. The kid's holding a car battery to this port. port <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> see, that's the, the see again. <laughs> Like such a crazy situation That's crazy, where, where he and the kid is playing it straight as hell. He, the kid is a great actor. Kid is, kid is a great actor. Yeah. Just coming in, talking about how levels of voltage are going to get you like yeah. elicit this kind of thing. He's like Ray and Liotta, the, man. It's crazy. Yeah, he's gonna, <laughs> he's he, a little baby he's Ray Liotta. To- totally done this before, which is why <laughs> even though, even though it hasn't been explicit in the movie, but the writing gives you enough where he feels comfortable doing this of like interrogating somebody. Walton Goggins is also like standing in the back, just letting the kid, yeah. j- you know, do his thing he and kidnap then- a child and brought her and he's like torturing a child. It's like, man, Walton Goggins is, is some, some kind of guy to be doing this right now. Oh my God. Well, he, and, and it's not like the, the movie also every chance it gets paints him as a terror Walton Goggins as a terrible yeah, person, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he's a very weird person. Yeah. Very weird. But uh, and it's what's always so, and I think you could really take this to the, like against the movie to the negative is, and then Walton Goggins will like murder somebody and murder multiple people and just treat people terribly. And man, and then that's, that doesn't feel good. That's not funny. Like no. to just see, see him just, uh, there's uh, a parent sleeping in a bed and he just comes in and he just, he kills them and has a just a casual phone conversation. Cause he is this stone cold killer and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that stuff was, uh, I don't know, that that didn't do anything for me. Uh, and, and, okay. and, and and there was just, it seemed kind of like, yeah, I think some people would respond well of like, oh, we get to watch, I don't like Christmas movies, we don't like holiday movies. Oh, we can watch this one that's like action packed and it's like, it's still got Santa Claus in it and everything. But it's funny that it does take place like after Christmas, this whole place takes, this whole movie takes place like immediately after Christmas. It's not even like like the beginning is like right before Christmas and then Christmas. And then most of the rest of the movie is just kind of like after Christmas and, and yeah. dealing with like the effects of it. But um, what did you think of uh skinny man, Dave? Did you, did you, you enjoy uh, Walton Goggins character? Yeah, I, I thought he was great. I agree where the unnecessary killing of stuff <laughs> in the beginning was a bit much. <laughs> right. Um, I kind of wanted to leave that, wanted that part to be left for, the the showdown that you knew was going to happen the whole movie. Of course, yeah, because that's uh, where I guess you that could get brutal. Picture of him of being like, I don't know if reckless. Reckless isn't the word. No, but he's very calculated. Right, but he's just doesn't. Oh, he's care. reckless too. So just, he's he's doing whatever he has to do to get yeah get to his mission. I mean, he's he's, he's doing like everything psychopathic, he does to but also yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But I agree with right off the bat, you get that he's just this, this weirdo. Yeah, um, for sure. The opening is where he has the guy bring him the bat. Is that the opening scene of the movie? I think so. It's I think it's that. And then later on, he gets the call while he's uh, while he's on a, while mission. He's on a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah then right off the bat, you get 
made in Santa's workshop. And I think, and then you see him lock it in with a whole thing of other things. And you're like, okay, this guy has some type of weird thing for these types of toys that have these, or these tags on them. I don't know if that, that's the right word, but the little. They're made by Santa. Yeah, for sure. Made in Santa's workshop. Santa is a real thing in this world. Santa is just a real thing in this world and everybody accepts it. I Me too. Santa is a real person that people know exists in this world. They just don't know who he was. Oh, it's sort of kind of. Sort of kind of. Yeah. That he's real. Right. And the government too. That fat man's character, Chris, is actually not no one, but not a lot of people know that he is Santa. Totally. Does the does the bartender know that he's Chris Kringle? The bartender. Well, they know that he's Chris Kringle, but I don't know if they know that he's Santa. Santa. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out. Like, does she know who he is? Like, really? Oh, can we just talk um, about that bar scene? If, okay, first finish your point about, yeah. Yeah, then I think without them showing that Santa's real, you get the idea like, oh, everyone knows in this world that Santa is real just based off of the scenes that are leading up to it. Totally. You, there's like, and, yeah. Which I think is was a fun twist on it. Of I even think in like children, kids movies that, People don't know Santa's real. So I thought it was funny that right off the bat, they're like, Santa's real. People know who he is. <laughs> right. He drives like a red Chevy or Ford right. or whatever. Right. And just, and just uh, and goes to the bar and takes like the, and gets the Johnny Carson, which is a shot of whiskey uh, and uh, was it a Pepsi uh, AC or something? And he just drops that and takes a shot. I thought that was I love me, that. Give me the Johnny Carson. Yeah, I love that. I was obsessed with it. I had to research. I was like, is that a Is that a real thing? Is that it is a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you you it's because uh Johnny Carson was did? notorious for drinking a lot and um so his like hangover cure is you take a shot of Jack Daniels and you drop an Alka-Seltzer into the shot, let it dissolve and then you take the shot of that. Nice. <laughs> I'd have to try that. Um that Johnny Carson. I hate Jack Daniels. Going oh, yeah, back to Walton Goggins' character, I think yeah. Yeah. that Please. part of what reminded me so much of Argo was that's how all of the, if you want to call them bad guys, some people say the good guys of the show. That's right. all of them are. Is they're like these weird, specific, calculated people yeah. that are mysterious, mm. and then they just leave it at that, and then. Totally. Show yeah. takes off from there, and you just learn little bits and pieces about them as it goes on. And I thought they did a good job of that. Where you're like, I don't need to know more than this guy. That's, in my I completely I, agree. I, I, I completely you don't, agree. You don't need to, but I, yeah, I guess my frustration was just the folk, the lack of focus, and and the tonal tonal issues um, and everything. But the the comparison to Fargo, I think, is re- I think that's a really fun, interesting comparison to explore in my mind too i not seeing any of the tv shows but just the the movie you know and and thinking of walton goggins yeah as like steve buscemi or i, I forget the other guy oh, for sure in the in the movie and um yeah it's like you don't need to know the psychology of of a weirdo they're not gonna make any fucking sense they're just gonna do weird fucking things and uh yeah be a little reckless be calculated with with certain things but also one weird little in like a uh, part of them or something like he, like the hamster for him or, or something like that. Or in Fargo, the one guy likes they get in a fight about the TV volume or some shit like that. Right. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, you don't need, I was just, I was trying to find a way to reconcile these things in my head of like the three main pieces of fat man, the kid and Walton Goggins and there, yeah, that portion in the middle with no, with the kid. And then I was, he just like calls up. He's like, so what's going on with the, <laughs> with the so fat man thing? And he just kind of shows I'll, up like near the end again. Yeah. I'll stop after we can go. I don't know. I'll say one last thing. One thing I think Please. they do good as well is that they, <laughs> show that those three characters in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. don't really matter in this world. Yeah, like right. the kid thinks he's going to win, but truthfully <laughs> his dad doesn't give a shit about him. He loses the science fair. Alton Goggins is just this loner. Yeah. And then Santa can't even get more money from the government. who has a contract <laughs> I with love him to all deliver, of <laughs> delivers toys to the world. They, he can't even get more money because they're like, sorry, you're not making as many toys as you have in years past so if you want to stay in this house you need to do other work for us and the reason that that was like if any of these three people die in this world it Mm -hmm. truthfully doesn't matter because people don't care about them I'm I'm so obsessed with that idea that Santa Claus is a contractor. So there's like toy because my understanding is is like toy manufacturers are going to make toys but Santa Claus like is uh makes a percentage of toys depending on like what kids want so he's this like contractor essentially well, how many are getting- uh are naughty or nice as well and there's been extra right. amount of naughty children this year so <sighs> by by the volume of toys that he's been producing he gets a lesser contract to to show for the lesser amount of toys and, and things that he's yeah. making and that whole concept to me i i don't know i was just like really so like so so like now of all time is like when children are the worst than they've ever been in history. Like how long, how long has Santa Claus been around? And he's just like, no, the kids today are way worse than they were like, no, but he also like, (laughs) it's very uneven, which is what you're talking about. The criticism of the movie, which is totally fair is that Santa also says that he, there is like this underlying level of optimism about like, I've been through this cyclical nature of like, we get to a point where kids don't give a shit. Then it like comes back around. But he's talking Uh, about canceling Christmas. He's like, I might have to cancel Christmas because children are such pieces of shit these days. (laughs) And it's like, oh, this is Santa. It's like, am I rooting for Fat Man? Am I rooting for Santa? And then I guess, yeah, I'm trying not to get too far ahead, but like, what changes his mind? Like, Fair. the end Fair. of the movie is is, is him like, we're going to make it better and we're going to, and everything's going to be okay now. Why? Because you killed a hitman that showed up on your door randomly that you didn't know about? I know that I'm getting too into this is a this is a silly dumb like movie and everything, but it's like no no he didn't good, he didn't good. he didn't conquer that arc that of of that he was dealing with all at the beginning of the movie of thinking that the world was going to shit. Like, yeah, he was like he was like just drinking in the morning, t- having his Johnny Carsons, listening to the radio about kids throwing bowling balls in the freeway and setting their, <laughs> setting their grandpa on fire or some shit. I don't know. And he's uh-huh. just like, yeah, it's officially the worst time of humanity that humanity has ever experienced because yeah. I am a literal God and I've am immortal and I've seen the whole, all of human existence. And now in 2020 is when humanity has reached its break <laughs> yeah. and it is unsavable. And we need another arc like situation where the where the gods need to flood this fucking planet. Oh, man. But I also I it was interesting. The interesting part of it was where he is kind of like a harbinger harbinger of like I eat. He's just kind of like hoping the world gets better, but he can't change it. And I thought that was an an interesting like 
exploration of Santa Claus as like a, as like a figure of like, Oh, like he's just kind of the, he just judges, but he doesn't, he doesn't change, uh, you know, like he's not trying, he doesn't make kids good or bad. He just like judges them accordingly (laughs) and then, and then gets a surplus from the government, you know, from the U S military. There are multiple times in this movie that if the fat man says to his wife, this is, or his wife says to him, because there is something about that relationship that I do really enjoy. Um, I know it doesn't get like super into it. And that's a great point that you bring up is like what really changes his mind. But he mentions and she mentions multiple times, like this is what we do. This is who we are. And so to that point, this is like, yeah, regardless of what the where we are culturally with our, you know, um, understanding of the spirit of Christmas. We're going to continue to just be this thing. And yeah, I mean, it it ebbs and flows and we're going to get through it. And there's some of that. There's a lot of that energy in this as well. And also to see a moment where Santa Claus has to give an announcement to his workshop about his concession to his morals and (laughs) his working with the government was like blowing my mind. I was, I couldn't handle it because I just like had to take a step back and go like, what fucking movie am I watching right now? Like, what is is this movie? (laughs) Like, this is like a Steve Jobs, Aaron Sorkin ask where we just have to see a man just crumbling behind the force of economic pressures that he has to make unpleasant decisions that are going to f- affect <laughs> It's like, is seven, gonna, is seven, is there, is seven going to unionize? Do they have the oh, right. team? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I want to know what the elf's, elf's rights are here when the, when the military yeah, right. comes in, um, and they're all like looking down on him, and and yeah, it's just like the and all the all the elves themselves, elves themselves on the shelves, um, yeah. <laughs> are like pale. Yeah, sure. They're like pale and like almost look like sickly, and then they look like people who play D and D. Yeah, I guess they're just inside a warehouse eating sh- eating like sugar and and I love and, that little bit. Yeah, where that they, was he talks pretty, about that was a pretty funny bit. That was pretty funny <laughs> about like oh they just eat all the all the yeah like sugar on sugar on on sugar. But then the 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 pin on that scene was just like I don't know whatever. It was like what what was the line? They're like oh is that is that what Santa eats too? And then um damn I wanted to figure out it's like uh. It's such a it's such a weird thing. It's like jo- jolliness is what he runs on, or some something like yeah, that. Yeah, mm, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I took a note of that as well. I love that uh, cafeteria scene where they like are with yeah. like the prison trays and they're grabbing cinnamon rolls and, yeah. and, candy, and he's even got like a a vial. Seven has like this vial of like candy that he just yeah. like oh, pours yeah. into what it's like his hot sauce essentially <laughs> that he just like uh, dusts things in sugar and yeah describes it like yeah so we work on what is it it's like almost 24 hours and then we take like a 15 minute here nap. I got yeah 20 minute nap every eight hours <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, and then I got the line as well, like, oh, does Santa eat like this? And then the elf goes, it's the giving that keeps him young. 
Yes. And I, just, uh, I put a bunch of Z's where, at the end of that. The note. Oh wow! You that's part of the thing where I don't think Santa ever had to change his mind because I I thought I picked up on little nuggets throughout that were like, okay, this is Santa, and in the end, he's always going to be good. Like within the mm. at the bar scene, he okay. goes up to the guy that's going to mm-hmm. cheat on his wife and just talks him out of it and because he's like i know all of this about you you shouldn't i be know doing this. Yeah, you know you sure. shouldn't be doing this yeah like a what and women want situation yeah there's just sure. always like the whole time he i don't think he necessarily does anything bad santa the entire movie right? i mean he definitely it's gets just his, his, it's his worldview that it's just like oh this is very pessimistic like, yeah, very yeah. he's a curmudgeon but at the end of the day he's gonna do i mean any discre- right right any uh, Right, it's fucking Santa. Yeah, and you see, I mean, you see the relationship with him and and Ruth, and uh, and there's a lot of scenes with them together, and that shows like his humanity, or I mean, he's a god, so whatever. But is is like he's he still has that uh, vulnerability and empathetic side in in him and everything. You also see Santa Claus post coital post coital coital yeah in in this in this movie Santa likes to fuck Santa likes to fuck he was trying to get after her like the whole movie he's just like he's just he's like come on I know I'm sweaty but like let's just let's get I wanna I wanna hop in that garden yeah there's there's snuggling like there's like after like his uh big day like uh, or his big night delivering on the presents he comes back and he got like shot he through, definitely uh, comes yeah yeah uh-huh uh-huh and then uh <laughs> he he's shot through the the belly by like a deer hunting rifle or something like they're like oh, trying to shoot the right. reindeer like people shoot the ra- people know santa exists it's like hey it's it's santa let's shoot him um and that was the weird thing was like oh he's this also is, like, committing home invasion every you know time seriously you know, so. yeah, you're you're absolutely right brandon you're absolutely right um <laughs> but there was just it was like the cut of like him leaving for santa for uh christmas night and then getting the hot chocolate and then him coming back with a hole in his belly in the morning and then just like uh rubbing a bunch of shit on it and like and like fixing himself and going to sleep i just thought it was interesting interesting for a christmas movie of like they cut christmas night like completely out of it just which i, I get like you're not going to show him like delivering all this stuff but, right like, exactly you, you don't see him in his sleigh or you don't see him like do santa claus things you really just see the subversion you don't see the the traditional side of him really you see some some of it because we definitely see the sleigh, but he's working on it like it's a fucking '69 <laughs> Mustang. Like, <laughs> and then it, when we talk about it, when the um, the reindeer are mentioned, he's like, "Yeah, Blitzen's gonna fucking bite your balls off." Yeah, he's known just, to bite, bite balls. Yeah. <laughs> just rip your nuts off. <laughs> and it's like. There are Santa things in it, but it's just it's done with it. But those are all subversions. That's what I'm saying. Like they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're they're taking every single thing and subverting it to where you just kind of I don't know. Like yeah, these are all the things I'm used to, but they're just uh, they're different and and darker. And um, until until they aren't at the end for for the reason that the movie. Um, his kind of has to wrap up in a, in a cathartic sort of way, but you know, Dave, you, you, you're right. You know, there was, there was that through line of like, no, this is Santa and he's going to come through and he's going to be the heart and soul of the movie. And he's going to bring everything together and he's going to put everybody in their, in their place. And, and, uh, even on, on the, the side you were talking about, like him confronting that guy at the bar. I think that's a lot. That's a really fun thing of like, 
Santa just rolling around the world as like a normal looking dude of like, I know everything about you. I know you're a naughty person. And then you're like, even Walton Goggins and, and stuff. And he's like, I thought you forgot about me. And he's just like, there's only so much I can do. And I thought that dynamic was again, really interesting, but um, yeah, I like, in, like a, what women wants. I know that's a very dated fucking movie, but in this, what, what, uh, kids want. And it's Santa just walking around and he's reading kids' minds about what toys they want and stuff like that. Oh, there's a Netflix <laughs> Christmas movie. I think that has that, like, I guess every movie with Santa and it probably has it, but Christmas Chronicles. Oh, I've seen strangely enough, the second one, I didn't see the first one, but it was like a oh, yeah, yeah. family watch Who's together. Kurt Russell, is that who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Russell and, and Goldie Hawn together. Uh-huh. They're Mr. and Mrs. Claus. It's, it's great. I mean, that, that, that uh, chemistry you can't beat. And he kind of has a few scenes in that one where he, like they, the person he's talking to doesn't know he's Santa, but he just tells everything about them. Oh, like see, that's of course. fun. That's fun. Yeah. I, I like I like that a lot. That's that's great. Like an undercover boss sort of thing too, of like Santa going and checking right. out the elf situation, or maybe that's a different movie. <laughs> no, it is, and all of that is a different movie because I I mean I think that's your problem that you've said that with this movie is is that like so we get a scene where Santa knows everything about a person and then he uses that knowledge to like manipulate them or to get them to like act accordingly or whatever. And, but it's dead serious. It is. He, he, he is giving out the energy of, he is going to like beat this person up essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, he's uh, and um, I don't know, even maybe even more than that. I don't know. Like you just there's because Mel Gibson is just uh, gives that type of performance where you're like, well, this person could rip my head off. Like he he just, uh, yeah, yeah, it comes off with that level of intensity. And it's, it's, but it's not funny. So we're constantly, and it seems like you are met with here's a situation where it, doing it very very straightforward could benefit to the comedy of it but this lacks zero comedy of it so then do i really care or like i yeah i mean i want to keep that's trying the, to get at like, this I well that's of like, kind of like that danny mcbride thing yeah i don't know i don't know how to quite a, how to describe it but i think he is kind of and i'm not sure how much his fingerprints are on this movie but uh they're spanking on more just the living within the world of this weird world where santa exists and you know and and these people are going to act strange, but there's those, yeah, those punchlines maybe I'm looking for aren't there because it's more just uh, within the characterizations and the behavior, behavior and interactions of the, of the people um, in more of a happenstance sort of way uh, that may, that's where they're expecting humor to come from. But I do think that it's tonally and strangely like more like darker than I thought it was maybe going to be, or I don't, I'm not really yeah. sure what I was going to expect. And also like pretty heartfelt, like, I, I like, and it was weird to have those, those things of, yeah, like a lot of like heartfelt scenes between him and his loving wife and then mm-hmm. dealing with, uh, having to run this, this business and, and having to take care of their, their employees, the elves and, um, what they're going to do to, to make sure everyone can eat a shit, shit ton of sugar at nighttime and, and take care of their <laughs> little, little elf families. And, uh, so there can be another seven generations of, of elf people. Um, and you can have all the numbers that I wonder how, I wonder who has the highest number, uh, named on, of the, all the elf people, elf people, if it's like 39,552 or, <laughs> or something like that. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't know. And then you, you get the scene where 
the the military comes in and then the the i don't know it's like the lawyer and then um and the suits and stuff that are like yeah just presenting santa with this information about so brandy you you, you so you just love that did just like like we're, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna need, we're gonna need like a two-month like <laughs> deal and, and you just love seeing, you love seeing santa in that environment of like <laughs> I, I was so obsessed with it where <laughs> just talking about like uh, oh my god what got me like cackling laughing is, is there was an elf that was like so what kind of toys are we making <laughs> we're making uh computers for missiles or whatever and they cut they just cut right at the end there the editing is so weird in this the same with like the jolly jolliness is what makes him happy and then cut cut to the next like it was such a weird cut cut to walton goggins the editing editing and tonal shifts like i i was i was gonna have a oh my god aneurysm or or something but um so, I mean, there, it's like, that, and like, it also goes like yeah. through a, yeah, another thing I loved is it gets kind of laborious a little bit where it shows like setting up guard posts and setting up uh, like we're going to, okay, so you're going to have to, you're going to have a badge. You're going to have to check in at these things, like all of these structural things that, uh, you know, I, I know exist with military contracts because yeah i mean especially nowadays with how many how much hacking is going on with a lot of like big government projects like you just the government is when they're involved in a project they're going to come in and go okay so it has to have this level of security if we're going to do it because we we can't you know we want to reduce any um potential of like somebody coming here and fucking it up or whatever and it like shows you the movie shows you all of that uh, and, it, and it also kind of adds a little bit to the flavor of it where i i know it's skipping a little bit of a head but we can kind of get there too is that um when they're setting up the like a f- now compound that is uh santa's workshop there's <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> it's so dumb it's just like um there's a there's this soldier who is uh doing a poor job of nailing in a um really really bad really like a horrendous job there's like 20 nails into this (laughs) post Uh, so essentially the it's like a um like a a way to prevent people from driving in there who aren't supposed to be there. It's like that kind of roadblock where it's a a piece of a a big piece of wood that is set up as kind of like a triangle where there's legs that come out and then you put a board on top of that. And then there's a board on the back and it's like, yeah, a triangle that is like a, a roadblock essentially. And so in order for you to make this thing, you're going to have like two, two by fours or whatever coming out at the corners. And those are going to be like your, um, your joints or whatever. And so in order to do that, you would have to nail the board to the two by four. And there's like eight nails in that one side. And they're all like halfway in and then like completely bent over. And the guy's just like going to town trying to make this structure. And this gives us a wonderful opportunity to your point of Santa Claus being a god where 
He's like doing this thing. And then, so that gets us to where building a structure on the outside. Here's the workshop structure with the military being built. And then you have a little bit of a back and forth of like a soldier, you got to take pride in this kind of thing. And then there's like stuff coming in. Um, at the same time and then a piece of it falls over and then there's two uh, military personnel who are trying to lift it up and like bigger than us stronger than us looking and not hey guys we're all strong and big i'm not i'm <laughs> sorry oh, wait a minute I, I didn't mean to demean any of us but you and know, i think we just can like, all nail a nail better than than what we <laughs> oh saw on the God, movie yeah. as well I just, yeah. I mean, if the military is listening, put that on the requirement <laughs> of getting involved in your programs. Can they nail a nail? Just one, you know, properly. Yeah. So, you know, probably a good idea. But so then there's like a whole um, palette of boxes coming in and it falls over. So that I'm pretty sure was that guy who was uh, poorly nailing in. And then another guy like lift are trying to lift up this huge pallet that fell. Uh, so the pallet was st stacked with boxes fell over. They're trying to lift it up. So you could assume that it's probably like, I don't know, maybe 200, uh, 300 pounds of stuff. So it's too like, you know, um, uh, big dudes trying to lift it and they're really struggling. And then Santa comes in and just lifts it by himself and just shows you like, so, not only, and we've gotten a bit of this because we've already said that, you know, we, uh, Santa Claus gets shot, right? Like in the, uh, like through the yeah. body. It establishes, uh, through the, yeah, he's got a Wolverine healing capability. He, he's got Wolverine healing capabilities, yeah. So he is superhuman. And now we get a little, uh, little insight that he's also super strong. And he, he can just lift really heavy things with, I mean, he plays off him being old, which that whole thing is so funny to me. Because if you think about it from like what's actually happening in the real world, it is a box that weighs next to nothing. And then two men have to pretend like, oh. Uh, like yeah. I really have to mm -hmm. lift it up and then Mel Gibson as the actor comes in and then he's like, oh, and then lifts it up, but then kind of has this walk out of it where he's like, Ooh, I'm really stiff because <laughs> I'm Santa Claus and I've been around for a millennia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some like, good Mel Gibson physical, <laughs> physical acting. He can, he can kind of be a little, he just does those little like quirky walk, walk around kind of twitchy, twitchy sort of <laughs> things like where he grabs the cookie and then he like does the quick, like walk away is can be pretty funny. And, and like the, it did take like the physical acting because you could see with those boxes, each one was empty, but they were all strapped together to make one big, like connected thing that yeah, you could easily like just, like, with, thing. with one hand, like lift or, or put down or something like that. But Hey, I mean, that's, that is like humor. The, the sugar scene with the elves and everything like that, that is humor. Like that's, that's them playing like, Hey, here's funny stuff that we're purposely going to try to make funny for you. Um, you know, and, and, and there's other, other things that, that land land and other things that, that don't, but there's something about some of those, those parts where it's like, Oh, I don't know. It just like, Oh yeah, I feel I'm, I'm watching. This is a comedy. And like, this is, this is funny. Like they were, they're like, it's not when it doesn't hit, I don't feel like offended. I don't know. There's certain, certain parts, parts of this movie where I'm just like, Oh God, oh God, let me just there, like get over it. <laughs> there was a scene I guess maybe back to back scenes. I can't remember if that was the case, but right around this part where <laughs> right when the elves start and L Gibson's talking to seven and he's like, 
You think we can get yeah. all this done in two months? It's a tight. Oh, they're all like, they're, they're, they're tight, doing that. Aaron Sorkin can walk and talk. They're going through the and bunker s of the workshop, and they're just having this whole little walkabout. And yeah, they're and pretty soon after. And it might have been the scene right after the military comes up to Sam, and they're like this is some of the best work we've ever seen. <laughs> and they're just blown away by how good it is. And they've been trying to get him for years. It seems like, and he, they finally succumbed. Yes. And then he's just like, this is what you, this is how you always work. It's like, this is insane. How are you guys run such a good ship here? Yeah. Just oh, totally. And workshop. The, and then like Ruth comes up the with, the co- with the cookies and they're just like, Oh, you run a really good ship here. Ooh, cookies. <laughs> and then there's like a whole extra little scene of him tasting. He's like, wow. <laughs> and yeah, like it, even, so we, we mentioned and we're there too. A plot wise is like the, um, the, chief or whatever um i don't know the terminology for the military for that but um he's asking the seven about his eating habits and there's also the way that it is presented in the movie is you can also see the like kind of reverence of like my god you guys are such hard workers and i'm a military man and i really appreciate the fact that you guys are just working around the clock and it provide and it gi- the movie gives you that which I, I i yeah i think is so interesting because that's a funny complex idea that a military person would like the elves of Santa's workshop because of their work ethic. Yeah, I think I mean, that it, is I think funny. They were, you know, I start to question, it's like, well, why, why does he specifically need the U S military? Like he's got the whole world at his disposal to ask for help. And he's like asking for Elon Musk's help in his little, oh like God, in his yeah. little, his little black book. He's got, he's got his little black book. He's like, I'm going to reach out to all like, and the way and, that it's edited to, Hey, Elon. And then it just cuts away. And you're like, what was that conversation? It's, like, I just don't, it's like, but like, it is very much catering to like, like how great, uh, I don't know, like how in line it is with capitalism, like all these elves just like working their working their buns off and everything and, and running such a tight right. ship. It just speaks. So, yeah, I mean, U.S. U.S. military um, just conditioning and training as well as, uh, you know, all the suits and everything coming in, like, look at these numbers. And, and Santa Claus is just like effortlessly doing all of this and not to mention He's a fucking badass who knows mixed martial arts and it like busts out his little Loves chest, of, shoot guns. chest yeah. of guns at the end. And, um, which <laughs> I don't know. I, I was like, the fact that Santa has just guns underneath his bed is a, such a funny concept. I think those were Mel Gibson's guns and they just like, uh, he, yeah. he brought him in. That day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether they liked it or not. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> well, Ruth was ready to go too. I like that. And they had like these old school guns and then she got shot in the back, which I assume she just got healing properties as well, which is cool that like yeah. him and Ruth are just like kicking ass. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying to think, uh, I, this, this movie kind of pump pumps along. It's like an hour and an hour and a half or, or so. And it kind of just like, it gets through it. Um, yeah, there's this whole, whole part with Santa Claus and, and the U S military that we've been talking about. And there is that connection between, um, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know what he was, if he was like the corporal or or something like that. Um, 
yeah, they have that little connection between him and, and the elves and, and suddenly he has like a mutual respect. So there's like that connection when he dies at the end and it's kind of like they're trying to play on your emotional heartstrings a bit. Um, but moving past that, I don't know. I was I was thinking of Walton Goggins rolling up into that post office and just shooting that dude dead. I thought that was a pretty brutal scene. Um, <laughs> that was brutal. That was brutal, brutal, dude. Like he like did not have to kill that guy. <laughs> like it was it was rough. Like when uh when he kills that that post office. Oh yeah, my God, Murs. Um, Walton Such Goggins, a nice guy. Like, he, I don't know, something about him in that post office outfit. He looked, re- he looked like really good in that post office outfit. He like really pulled I mean, it off. I was like, oh, I, of, I believe it. Yeah. I believe like he's, he's, he's pulling this, this look off. I, I don't know. I could believe that he'd be like a, a post office worker, like rolling up to rolling up the job. He looked legit. Um, something that he should, he should star as a post, post, uh, postal worker or something. I don't know. He, he pulls that, he pulls that look off. Uh, maybe yeah i just have a thing for post post office people that's just i like a man in uniform um yeah so he rolls in there he he shoots a dude dead like he gets the information like the lack of thereof like he asked where santa's letters go like a like a crazy person like the, other, that, uh, the other phone I call earlier he's like trying I to call he's like you. can i get a connected to like he's talking to an operator to connected to someone in the north pole he's like and he starts cussing he's like i'm sorry i cussed i'm sorry i cussed could I get what, in touch with what's the Chris Kringle? <laughs> yeah. And then they hung up. <laughs> they just hang up on him. And then he goes to the post office and asks the same he's thing. He's wearing a black turtleneck and he's smoking a cigarette. He's and he's just answer, like yeah. looking like he's Steve Jobs. Like in Patrick this, like, Bateman or something. Yeah, or Patrick Bateman. And uh, I don't know. They're, yeah, all of that I really enjoy. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, a scene that I thought was the best of Walton Goggins just like him bringing humor to it was him shopping for coats was my favorite little bit of him just I feel like just doing things uh like ad-libbing things himself because I don't know he's just like listing off all the colors he's like well I can't I can't be red because that doesn't match uh the snow and it's like oh I can't be tan because I look fat and tan it's like well I can't be green because green is fucking stupid And then, then immediately cuts to the uh, um, the shopkeeper, and he's like, "Can I help you with anything?" And then, and then he's like, "I, you know, I need something." And then he's uh, looks at this, and he's like, "Oh, you're. I can tell you're a man of great taste." And there's that whole yeah, and then yeah. he gets this like really cool looking white suit, as if it's yeah, it's like they ascribe meaning to things that like. Yeah, you're just not. I mean, he does look really cool in it, and like that, like yeah, does. makes well, and it makes it like enriches the character in his mind. He's like, oh, I'm like ready to go now. The thing that didn't, I don't know, that just was pointless, really. But whatever, it was just like the ham. He has the hamster, and he's like, I'm gonna go into a pet store, and I'm gonna like buy all this shit for my hamster. Have this conversation oh with God. a woman about lizards and a, reptiles and a snake. And then threaten her and then leave. And then that's going to be the end of that scene. And I'm going to carry on my way. And that there was just stuff like that. There was just like, I don't know, you're trying to make him quirky with this hamster. And he's like, oh, you need the hamster needs toys. And he's like strength. It's kind of like unorthodox that already this guy. And he just has this really like OCD. Yeah. Like kind of like obsessive qualities about his hamster as well. It just was like this. This is filling up time within the movie. And I don't know why, because I didn't think that was really funny him threatening that woman no no and it's I, not and funny I already, at all. and i already get that he's a bad dude it's just like okay so now i know that he's just really loves this hamster and this another thing 
So I would just say the like what is supposed to be funny, which it's not, is what he says to her. So she, the shopkeeper says, like, I'm really good at telling oh, whether yeah. a, whether or not a person is a t- particular type of animal, and you are definitely a snake. And then he responds to her saying, you remind me of my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, re- the reason you remind me of my mother is because you won't shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, holy shit. Like, it, it, and the movie does this. And we're like at the, at this point, almost a hundredth time this has happened where. This is a bad dude. Yeah. The movie it can be funny when at times and so much of it has to do with just Walton Goggins performance, but it can be funny in a, again, like a Jody Hill way of Eastbound and down of like somebody being a huge piece of shit, but the things that they like say about it are really weird and that's funny, but it is never shot and directed in a way that is funny. It just comes off as being very, very brutal and pessimistic yeah. mm-hmm. and evil and vindictive mm-hmm. and you're you're just like fuck dude this guy sucks ass like i don't like him at all and that gets to a point really quickly and i'm kind of just positing for most people because i can see why that is the case and i'm explaining it because i do see it present in the movie but if you do remove yourself from like it, it's almost ascribing tone like from you because you, to your point james is that it is tonally a mess and it is also not presenting dark things f- in a funny way so it just is so like oh why would i care about this person this person sucks ass like i don't want to care about him. this person murders people he treats people yeah. like shit like how am i supposed to laugh about this and then on on top of that you're really not shooting the movie in a way that is funny that's why it now makes me appreciate like adam mckay and jody hill because if you were to present this now gives like a dichotomous like presentation of a thing that I do genuinely find funny when you take something incredibly serious, just like you mentioned with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig in a Lifetime movie, like there is a way to present something very how it should be very straight down the road. And then it is really on the work of the director to actually make that funny. Yeah. Cause they're playing it straight. And I, I do appreciate how committed from the directing and, and the story and everything in its own way is like how committed they are uh, to making it gritty and, and dark and everything. It does not speak to me and it, and it doesn't have the sort of encoded humor that you could derive from it on top of the, um, you know, already present bru- brutalistic sort of nature to it. You, you as an audience member are left with him just like, yeah, like, I don't know who's like just laughing their ass off at like Walton Goggins being like, yeah, you remind me of my mom. You don't listen. You don't learn how to shut the fuck up. And 
Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> oh, Walton Goggins. Oh, he's so funny. And like, you know, and you know, and then you see Santa just, you know, getting it on, which is like, wow, I've never seen that movie. So that in a movie before, uh, just like him. And it's just like, oh, so this is all heartfelt and romantic. It's like there's more of the of the, the heartfelt romantic stuff between him and Mrs. Claus, which like isn't necessarily bad, but isn't belong in this movie. I don't know. And then you get a lot of the very dark stuff with like Walton Goggins, like over establishing how awful he is when there is like a nice little mix of weird, funny stuff that he does as well. But it just went way harder into like the decrepit nature of his his of who he is as a person, which serves the ending of like when you do get that that show off and Chris Kringle is like, oh, it's you (laughs) like you. I know you you're you've been naughty for a long time you've only gotten that little car for me and like he, he already knows and then like that almost yeah. serves well it's like you you don't really need any sort of back and forth between them until that last scene because Santa already knows who he is um and and you know whatever with skinny man is just is just trying to fulfill this um you know deep-seated need to correct all the terrible things that happened in his childhood and all and all that stuff which I don't know I, I feel like the payoff for him could have been a tad better in in my mind but also i agree with fargo like the fargo idea i wouldn't immediately draw that comparison but i'm glad that you did dave because yeah um, yeah it's like it's it isn't necessary and my whole theory of of combining him and the kid together was just a way to make it make sense in my in my mind sort of um but yeah i i don't know it's just because that scene with santa and, and the kid at the end was just like I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that didn't really hit either. And that was supposed to be the thing that made Santa like, oh, now things are better because I'm just going to admonish one child and and the entire uh, humanity will be better for it. Um, but I'm getting I'm getting way, way ahead of myself. I, I'm sorry. Uh, um, but uh, there's there's not much left uh, here to go. Um, you know, it's it's yeah, I was just tr- talk. I was just thinking about all the stuff that Walton Goggins goes through on his like journey all the way to north peak um there's a i know there was the one shot that i thought was pretty good of just the back seat of his car looking through the front seat and it showed like kind of a montage of all the different places that he goes and like he drinks a big soda all the different types of music he pisses on the side of the road you know and i thought that was a pretty effective passage of time along with like yeah, quick little snippets of this, you know, kind of trashy, like hitman kind of doing a long drive and he does camp outs and he's like pouring his piss on the side of the road and stuff. You just see a lot of like, yeah. uh, he's just like a, yeah, dirt, a dirty hit hitman. Um, how him and the kid know each other. It's like, what is it? Who's that kid's dad? Maybe his, his dad is like Ray Liotta or something. And sure. it's just as like his, his cousin and he just does, does hits for him for him and he got his number or something to um man he's got a blood trail he's killed a lot of people in this in this movie um but i'm uh ranting and 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 raving again um if you guys care we can just raving uh yeah what's the opposite of that railing um yeah uh uh-huh but uh you know yeah i guess we'll just get to this this final scene like there's like there's a whole half hour i think i marked when like when when the that like everything's set up for Walton Goggins is there. He's going to roll up to the uh, compound to the North North peak. And there just so happens to be the U S military is there too. So you get like him rolling in and taking out a few guys on his oh, way to, to fat man, which is kind of like, 
oh, that kind of like worked out, I guess, of like having like a very action scene. It's like, oh, yeah, you got all these military dudes here. You know, it's not I, just uh, a showdown. Yeah. One one quick thing. Uh, Please. I'm talking to right now. before this. Uh, there's the scene where the kid calls and wants. What does he say? I forget what he calls it. But he wants something to remember. The hit uh, guy. Keepsake. He's like, I want his head. Yeah. Yeah. And then it shows. He's, and he's yeah. like, I have to cross four international borders. And just like the conversation between the two cracked me up. And me too, man. And that's the thing. But like, uh, I just love that for you. Like, I can get the code. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, a, it's just a stinky little kid and he's like I, what i thought the funniest part of that scene was when they cut to what he's working on which is just like i want his head and it's just a bunch of like crudely drawn pictures of him smacking yeah. santa yeah. claus's head off with an axe uh-huh. <laughs> it's like he looks so intent at work and it's just like kids pictures <laughs> that was so funny uh, there are funny things in this movie it's just not presented in a way that's effective it's almost like it doesn't care that you get the joke. You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting way to think of it. And, you know, I, I in my mind, I keep on coming up with, uh, or I keep on hearkening in my mind to an, a recent Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, I just remembered his name. Uh, yeah. Was the uh-huh. Halloween Kills, which is the new Halloween movie. And it's just, some of this stuff was reminding me of like, oh, this I think this is supposed to be funny, but these funny. are just... These are yeah. just like interesting, strange people in, in the scene together that are doing like, yeah, just weird, strange stuff. I don't know. There's like this older couple that they just cut to that's like flying a tiny drone inside a house before they get killed by Michael Myers. What? Yeah, they just like a, to, a, an older couple that has not been introduced into the movie at all. But like Michael Myers is loose and all that stuff. It cuts to them and they're just like flying a tiny drone inside of a house. And they're like an older couple and, and yeah. And they're like, I don't know. And they're smoking and they're flying a drone. And that's just, I don't know. Stuff what? like it. Yeah. It sounds t- like, that sounds like what I do on Saturdays. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe Michael Myers will pay a visit to you as well, but who knows? But it, the Uh-oh, drone, the drone doesn't do it. The drone doesn't come into play at all in the, in the, in the killing at all. It was just like one of those things where it's like, what a, what an interesting, uh, what interesting characters. I think they, they write interesting characters with interesting and they hire interesting people to kind of have this just sort of way of performing. I keep repeating the same point. I feel like, but you, when you bring up Eastbound and down no, I, and you brought up this like- point, this point earlier, it was like, yeah, if you're not on board with the, the people and the humor and like, and, and of that side of things, then all the shitty things that that character does is going to be extra shitty and not yes. have sort of the, uh-huh. the, the funny layer of, of silver lining oh, right. to it. Cause, um, ah, oh, damn, I forgot his name in Eastbound and down. Uh, Kenny powers is yeah. going to be like a truly, he's a truly re- irreprehensible. Re- yeah. Or reprehensible, yes. uh, sort of person. <laughs> and, and, but he's hilarious too. But I, I remember watching that show and being kind of like, okay, I think I've kind of, I need to take a little break from Eastbound and Down because he's such a, he's such a drain he's such a- on the people around him and everyone that he comes in contact with. He just fucks everything up. Oh, right. Um, and it's just and hard. F- it's hard to watch sometimes, but it's it's totally. funny. It's its own brand of humor. Um, and, and God bless him for it, you know? Yeah. 
I'll save it for my, the end of my review. A little spoiler alert, how I feel about it. It's adjacent to that. But um, yeah, I, I and I, I feel like a broken record on this is that it in order for this movie to be good, it, it takes legwork on your end to make it good because it is presenting things that you shouldn't like. So in order to like them, it's like it's kind of like an abusive relationship, which is interesting because it's starring Mel Gibson. And I think he knows fair good and well about abusive relationships. Um, But yeah, like. This what would be the redeeming quality, too, is if this was visually different as well. But it's so one uh, almost to like a lifetime movie, if you will, where it prioritizes just everything being clear rather than it being interesting. Because mm-hmm. I, I would I would say that. Given what the script is of this movie, which. Again, I'm going to argue that is a good script and it was worth shopping around, but. All you're doing, kind of like a Tyler Perry movie, is just presenting what the script calls for, and you are not adding anything really visually to this, which in order for you to, that's why I would say Adam McKay, or adding his flavor, why his movies are successful, it would be important here is, is that he knows how to edit and present the movie in a way that creates comedy out of like a more like dry or straightforward like reading of it and this movie doesn't know how to do that it doesn't have that level of expertise where you could edit this movie where it would the characters could say the same exact lines but it was edited in a way that it was funny where it needed to be because i think adam mckay with especially some of his more recent work like does drama he doesn't always need to do funny he can uh my understanding of this uh most recent movie that he did it's like called it's it's up or something like that the last up or uh I I don't remember the exact title but it's like presenting very serious material but what the characters have to go through is funny because you would expect everybody to take something that is serious the way that they do the fact that they do take Chris Kringle being this like I don't know um Jack Daniels Alka-Seltzer drinking person like that's serious, but you can present it in a way that's funny. And yeah, I mean, so much of the drain on this movie, I think, is really on the directors. I mean, kudos to them as well for the writing of it, but I don't think they should have directed this movie. I think that's the honestly, if this was directed by somebody else, I think this would have been a really funny movie, really great movie. I think people would also remember it. Yeah, it's not going to be like a top tier Christmas movie, but. You know, I think people would remember it. Um, well, on that note, yeah, let's kind of get to the the end of this. You guys have any final notes about the like ending of this movie, like the final battle or or anything that that takes place? I mean, Santa gets shot in the face. Um, I think the shootouts 
a well done, a well done mm-hmm. shootout. Oh man, it's got a moment in the middle of it where both of them are behind walls, and there's like this whole, oh, can I yeah. hear them? Right. And it's tense, and you get that kind of energy. Um, I was uh, obsessed too. What did you guys think of that big pistol? Santa, Santa, Chris Kringle's bringing out a fucking heater. <laughs> it's like this huge thing that, like, that I, I the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, that could just probably like blow a hole inside a moose. I, you yeah, know? like because it's got to be shooting like these little ball, like the little ball bullets or whatever. Not like bullets, but just yeah, balls. Can't little cannonballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that I like I like the idea that he's just been around for so long. I could have used even more more of that, like sort of like just uh, the, some of the dressing of of the place and everything was interesting. I didn't care so much for his his costume. Um, it, everything was just dressed down. Everything was just supposed to be dressed down. And I understand that, um, but yeah, he just like had the map of the world behind him in the dining room and stuff like that. It's just I I was trying to like take little snippets of like his 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 place and, and his his world and and everything like that. Um, but yeah, the 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 showdown. I, yeah, it was. It was all right. I don't know. I, I I hate to be such a downer about this movie. Yeah, but it, dude, but, you but didn't I'm, like the showdown? Come on, <laughs> James. James, this I feel like this whole podcast. I want you to love this movie, and I. But I didn't like this time, movie, dude. I didn't like this uh, movie. I, I'm sorry. I hate to be a I, downer, but I just like straight up like did not have a good time <laughs> in this movie. Like I and yeah, I wanted to. It was just like oh the the promise that the trailer and the and the premise the promise yeah. of the premise. Um, <laughs> is 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 a lot and uh it did not come through to me like i was i was frustrated i was uh counting counting the the minutes man like it was it was a uh, not a super enjoyable thing like the the showdown was like oh okay like this is what it's leading to having walton goggins and mel mel gibson in a scene together of like that face off of like and their little interaction before they started battling um yeah i should i should i shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't be so hard on it because yeah, it's like I I watch I watched a movie called Fat Man about this du- this dude that's getting a hit at putting a hit out on uh, Santa Claus. You're gonna watch a battle between Santa Claus and another guy. I like the guns. Um, I guess the where he has the thing in the the blade in the knee and then you stab Santa straight through the, of that. Yep, the, yep. the chest because I was wondering I was like what is that blade I was like, not, ex- not expecting I, that I wasn't yeah, a little expecting assa- that. Assassin's Creed it's, style so, or something, yeah. okay so it's a whole this, movie I, I was expecting until that so like all this, of this makes sense and then it's an apparatus where it's attached at the calf and then it's attached at the thigh but the blade goes towards you. Yeah, how could he have been ready for that situation? Like that's like he would have had to been specifically ready for him to be jostled on top to be able to do that. Yeah, like you would normally put that like maybe on your wrist or something, Assassin's Creed style, maybe in your boot. Like knows, uh, what is that, Wild West or something? To do. He knew it. He he knew that was not. And uh, He's and then an he assassin. Just, he knows his stuff. He shoots Santa in the fucking face. Um, face. Which I, I thought I thought that was that was pretty riveting. Of like, wow! I just watched Santa uh, have sex and then get shot in the face. Damn! This is this is quite a movie. Um, and then uh, Ruth uh, gets a shot off, and he chases her back into the house. She gets shot in the back. He sneaks in, doesn't see her in the corner, and she blasts his face off. Um, 
and I straight to the dome and, uh, and then Ruth comes back to Santa. He starts coming back to life, uh, with, uh, sans eyeball. And, um, yeah. And then you get the scene with him and the, the kid at the end where he's, he's just like, what does he say? What does he say to the kid? He's like, you fucking do this again. Then I will come for you with the rage of a thousand sons and you and your children and your children's children will face my wrath and you will live in coal for all of your days. I don't know. He just like deeply admonishes him. Somehow he, he's got the ins in with the, uh, the maid, the maid, no Santa. Um, she's a good person. She's yeah. a good person. She, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause he knows everybody take care of this little brat. And it's like a different maid from yeah. earlier too. That's like the, they had a, they had two different maids. Um, could I just say but, uh, to this scene is, and I made a note of it cause it really blew me away is that, uh, so the kid is okay to get there. The grandma is on the phone and she is wondering where all this money's going because at the same time, very conveniently, uh, she is now discovering that her grandson has been laundering or like stealing money to, to 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 place these hits, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And then he knows that he grabs the medication and then he he fills a a glass of milk, milk, which we've established in the movie that his grandma is a huge fan of glasses of milk. Two big milk drinkers in this movie. Oh, so they're just pounding milk. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of glasses of milk to be had. You remember when he had the bot, the open bottle of milk on the dashboard of his car, of his truck. But I was like, okay. come on, Sandy, you got to get a, you got to get a bottle, uh, holder <laughs> or something. You can't just have loose milk <laughs> in the, in the cabin. <laughs> That's what this spill. movie posits as santa would have loose milk (laughs) (laughs) like that's what i'm saying maybe we shouldn't say loose milk anymore i it's like genius but it was like mishandled um okay so yeah like uh, the point that i was making about him is i thought it was so funny that he takes his grandma's medication he pours it in a glass and then Santa drinks it and he's yeah. like, he's like fuck you. Oh, it's Fent. It's Fent. Oh, yeah. Damn. Grandma's like, getting fucked up. It was this huge mound, too. Because he, he's like, uh, that take, take down like a full grown bull moose. <laughs> a rhino. A rhino. I don't know, bull moose. Huh? What was that thing that happened recently? Oh, it was in uh, Death Loop where it was like, it's going to take down a. It would take down an adult rhino or something like that. There was a video game you were playing on Twitch. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, it was. Um, it was in uh, Mass Effect. There was that piece of shit guy, and that was like <laughs> being recorded or whatever. And then he's like, "Oh, that would have uh, taken down a whole rhino." Anyways, anyways, yeah. Disco Volante on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing Mass Effect 2 coming up here very soon. I beat Mass Effect 1. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and so, so uh Chris Kringle just grabs the glass. He's got a he's got his eyeball just kind of like in the shadowy in the shadows, but it's like there. And um he drinks the milk and then like does a fucking like lethal weapon dress down of this child of like you you fucking I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Um, and then he shows his eye kind of at the end to like full effect of like, 
don't mess with me. And then there's kind of, yeah, like the, it's like kind of an epilogue sort of scene where he's got the eye patch. He goes up to Ruth and he's like, everything's going to be great. Uh, we're going to build it bigger and better. Um, and I don't, yeah, I guess I don't, what he killed Walton Goggins. He told the kid off. They have the two month contract with the U S military. What changed that he's going to like be able to build this bigger and better. And he, is he, well, I don't know, is he going to need the U S military anymore? He said that he was sick of waiting for kids to get better and he was going to take it and do his own hands. And oh, the kid that, Fuck yes. kid that he, uh, <laughs> the, whatever the kid's name is, that was his first Papa Giorgio. Yeah. So he's going to start going and showing kids, <laughs> Hey, you fucking better or else you're going to continue to get coal. <laughs> And this is me, so don't fuck with me. <laughs> yes! yes! I'm fucking Santa Claus. I'm Chris Kringle, bitch. That's like, what I wanted wanna, so much in this. You want to fuck with me? Because if you do, you're in for a treat. I wanted Grandma to have a little uh, moment with him and be like, yeah, who do you think you are trying to steal all my money and kill me? Yeah, for sure. Poor grandma. I mean, she was so nice to him at the beginning beginning of the movie. You never even see his his father. But then that's yeah, that is kind of like a very sad, yeah, like part of this movie. It's like, yeah, there was nothing for Santa to do with Walton Goggins. Like he it was what he was saying. And that seemed like maybe it was repeating with uh this new kid. And so yeah, I guess to your point, Dave, maybe he's like, I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. Um, I'm going to start a Santa cult and uh, people will follow me. I think and, there was a teachings. line that he said about taking it into his own hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think there was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he's yeah. going to, he's going to like build a church in the North pole and people are going to come and, and worship him. Or if it's just, I need Santa. So I'm, I'm sure he has some supernatural powers where he can just, Dart over to kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, fix hey. your shit up. Yeah, don't throw that bowling ball. This is why you got coal last year? Yeah, right. I know these are the reasons. So if you don't stop, you're going to continue to get coal. And if there's no longer kids that aren't believing in Christmas, then or if they're not scared of Santa, then obviously the kids are all that matters to him. It seems is kind of what I was getting at or understood because adults are no longer writing letters to Santa. Which, so he can uh, get yeah, he, kids well, he, he, start believing or being better. And maybe that takes a hundred visits, thousand visits, then eventually is in his toy making will increase and he won't need to work yeah. with the military anymore. Gotcha. Isn't that the goal of every Christmas movie? What? to inspire a generation to believe in Santa and into Christmas. Yeah. I mean, he's the biggest economical subsidy <laughs> in the world, Brandon. Of course. <laughs> or a stimulus, sorry, stimulus, stimulus package is what they said. Economical yeah, uh, stimu- yeah. Stimulus package in the world. <laughs> Some of the lines in this, in this movie are, Oh, I wrote, I wrote one down. Fantastic. Um, um, can I just, uh, 
yeah like i'm pretty i'm pretty much done we can go through i was like uh looking at at some of the notes like we're the largest economic stimulus in the world Altru- altruism is not a deductible on their bottom line. <laughs> That's what I wrote on mine okay. as well. Okay, I wrote gotcha. altruism is not a deductible on their bottom line. <laughs> I lost it when I did that. <laughs> you got uh, Walton Goggins talking about you never forget the smell of burning flesh and menthols. <laughs> yep. To a child, right? Yeah, to a child. He's like, he grabs the child's plane and then he's like, shows this random child in a car his like, his cigarette scar burns. Cigarette scars, yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Dave? I love this scene. And the line isn't so good as much as the scene where he's doing the MMA training and he breaks the dude's arm and he just pops right up and he's like, yeah, I broke it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like ready to go. (laughs) Same with the shooting range. He goes through the whole shooting range and he's like, run it again. (laughs) (laughs) Might not pay you enough. Are you not compensating with And he's the nephew's opening presence and he's like, "Is is me compensating you? Not enough. That was all on Christmas Day, so we didn't see Santa delivering gifts. Yeah. We saw Walton Goggins just sh- at a shooting range at a fucking. <laughs> well, you see, you see Santa wake up first thing in the morning and he's smoking a fat cigar, just like yeah. doing some work. <laughs> and then she comes in so and she's like, oh, "So one, the one day you have to sleep in, you're up." <laughs> he's like, "Thanks for the cigars." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those, she's dude. making so many cookies, dude. She made so many, so many cookies in this movie. They they look pretty, pretty great. That kitchen is really cute too. Um, I, I I liked uh, Mrs. Claus's kitchen. Um, yeah, I, I think I think those are those are some of the some of the better better lines. Um, I, I wrote here. What did he do before the USA? <laughs> what he had his, what he had <laughs> I mean, we haven't been around that long. One, one of my notes is it just says knee blade exclamation. <laughs> when I saw that, I fucking lost it. Oh, there was this, there was a scene where um the kid like <clears throat> he's he's like negging the Walton Goggins for something. He's like, I know you have this thing with Santa. Like how there's this like the kid knew that Walton Goggins had like something out for santi he's like yeah and i know all about it it's like how does the kid know about this like right. walton goggins like it's like yeah man i just like got oh. this fucking car from santa this one year and i just can't stop thinking about it i didn't really have a father figure in my life either you know how it is <laughs> right because that's the conversation they've had prior to us getting this pov on this entire story oh my god i totally remember that and man does someone say santa claus motherfucker i feel like someone says that um walton goggins doesn't bring his phone to the final battle he gets the little shit phone call he's like ah fuck it and he throws his phone into the trunk of the car and closes it (laughs) it's like i don't know you might need your phone into the situation but i thought that was that was funny and then the uh there was a there's a bullet that like goes through glass towards santa was it towards santa i think and i don't know it just like didn't explode it like hung there and then it like fell (laughs) i don't know it just looked like really bad effects um that, yeah, those are those are my notes. oh yeah also um walton goggins journal is green nice and he says oh. earlier green is stupid 
That's interesting. So that's doesn't track. So, uh, yeah, unwatchable because of that alone. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll roll some through some reviews. I'm not even sure if I, I said it yet, but, uh, it's a 45% from critics. It's an 84% from audience. Um, I'll go ahead and start with some, uh, critics reviews, top critics reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, do, 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 do. let's, let's find some, some good ones here. New York times. Oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a part in this where he's like doing a fake phone call to the school and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm with the times. And the one on the other side of the phone is like, Oh, the times yeah. that's a good paper. <laughs> yep, I remember that. I oh like, yeah. Oh. oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of the times. That's a good the one. Way that, the way that I interpreted that was like, man, he is so good at his job. You know what? That is the thing you would say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just uh, yeah, maybe there's like a a a, a new a, what is it North Pole? New, what is the name of the place he's in? Canada North Peak North, North Peak, North Peak uh, Times, um, or is the kid the kid's not at NP? Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I have no idea of that yeah. where the kid is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> me, I don't uh, think they even try to tell you. Nah. Not important. Yeah, not, not important. important. Um, Jeanette Katsoulis, uh, New York Times, waffling between anger and pathos, dry humor and dead-eyed violence, Fat Man feels tonally befuddled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Befuddled. I like that. Owen Gleiberman, Variety, you get the distinct feeling that the Nelms brothers think this is all a lot funnier, crazier, and more resonant than it is. Totally. Um, Chuck Bowen from Slant. If it weren't so airless, it'd be easier to appreciate the film as a character study of Santa's midlife woes. Yeah, like, like why a- is 2020, yeah, 19, what was it? 2019, right? It's like, why is he in such yeah. a slump of this year? Why is this year? This year, year? yeah. <laughs> it's like, totally. You know, fuck, the, fuck the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's, I don't know. That's that could that could be good enough. I could find I could find one more in indie wire from David El, Elric. Um, this bland stab at seasonal and seasonal entertainment is too enamored by its own edgy revisionism to to deliver on that promise. And after the 2020 that we've been having, everyone deserves something better in their stocking this year. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. All right. Uh, let's do some uh, audience reviews. Um, people on Amazon love this. I like to go to Amazon for audience reviews so I can check out more of like the, the five stars. Um, but, uh, if you need a reminder, it is an 84% audience score. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people liked it. Um, one of which is Jessica V 180 people found this uh, review helpful titled so good. I loved this movie. So many times Santa movies are cheesy and overdone. It was fun and so original. It's definitely one I will watch every holiday. Someone who reviewed it mentioned the movie doesn't know what it's trying to be. Action? Dark comedy? It doesn't need to be anything. It just needs to be good. It doesn't need a label. And I actually love that it's several different genres all mixed together. Mel and MJ Baptiste and Walt Goggins were so great in this. Love it. I love that. Yeah, Great. I mean, 
<laughs> she, she's gonna watch it every year i mean that's, oh, that's, i mean you know that's one of those things okay. like i we, just, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast is like everyone's got their their movie for for holiday season and like i can't really judge that if it, like it brings you happiness during the holidays like you got you got to go for it like everyone's everyone's got their uh got their I mean, I, like, I, yeah i would like to pause it um we're, we're gonna say our scores but would you watch this as in the rotation of holiday films i would like to addendum our review to that okay I'll throw yeah, we can all throw that in. I don't um, I'll go quick. I don't think it needs to be like I oh. think if this movie was not a holiday movie, it would still have the same. I think the holiday aspect makes it funny, but if you made it something else that Santa instead of being Santa and giving somebody coal to a kid, if you just made it a different person sliding this overly plotting kid it would have the same effect mm. i don't know like, the uh, example that i like can think zoo, of off, like zeus right or now. something like if it like you spurned zeus i'm thinking even just a regular person santa oh, in this movie okay. is essentially a regular dude yeah so with, like, with like, like superhuman properties kind of yeah it's like if someone was trying to take on yeah a superhero or a villain uh but even without the superhuman aspect i think you could take it and look at santa as just a mm. regular guy that impacted this kid's life mm. that the kid didn't actually know i think there's a version of of that that uh which is where the, i got the, the tone would fit idea. well oh no like, totally yeah for sure yeah that is um, where yeah got to have to comparison reasons in in fargo that the main the guy that ends up getting in trouble gets in trouble for you know yeah and like why is this one person going after him and they're Mm -hmm. usually no they're not important they're just like Mm -hmm. oh he gave me the wrong order of soup at the the deli (laughs) one day he gave me tomato bisque instead of broccoli cheddar he's doing it all the time Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hire a hitman and kill him. Like right. That. Or like so, in the kid's case, if a, a certain teacher just kept giving him two points less on his paper than he thought, this kid's gonna hire a hitman to do something about it. Um, I think it's. Just, I don't know how. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But I don't think I look at it as like this Christmas movie in Santa. I just look at it as an entertaining movie with mm. trivial things causing a big impact in people's lives oh interesting yeah okay so we we started our final thoughts uh with you well let's do do a couple more customer reviews while okay i only did one but um yeah and we we can uh carry on from there but i'll just i'll make it quick uh jesus petroza awesome twist of santa um titled that this was a really awesome movie and was incredibly surprised given the majority of negative reviews. I'm guessing it's personal dislikes of Mel Gibson. In any case, the entire plot concept, it was just fresh a story never told before the portrayal of Santa Claus, the existential crisis Chris goes through in an increasingly cold modern world and facing the loss of what he's been doing for perhaps a hundred years, facing and weighing options, etc. It was just very accessible and relatable characters, character art. The relationship with his wife, Ruth, was also very endearing and beautifully exemplified of, of a truly loving marriage. All that said, the whole concept of putting a hit on Santa 
is of course absurd, but man, does it make for an incredible story that I'd recommend anyone see play out. Walton Goggins as Jonathan is very intriguing. His acting is always very well done. The line he says to the pet store lady just had me laughing so hard. <laughs> so me I too. just fucking proved proved my point, man. I was like, I was like, I just made a joke earlier about like who's laughing at that scene, and it's uh, it's Jesus right here. So um, yeah, jokes on me, I guess. Um, the writing in this film is also really well done, and the actors really bring it to life. This was definitely not your Tim Allen or Kurt Russell Santa Claus. It was for sure an awesome twist to Santa. Yeah. There's a there's quite a few reviews on here with like a lot of people finding them helpful of like five stars. Um, there's one that I was trying to find a way to pare down, but it's truly like, oh man, how many words? I'd love to put this into a word processor, see how many words it is. But it's like an essay long uh, thing about this movie and how it needs to be a trilogy. Um, and it's a and and this whole and all the ideas about wow um what that could be right. uh, and yeah i i won't go to go into it but there's there's a fervor for this movie on the audience side of people that, that yeah. really, like had a great great time with it um uh yeah i i don't know and and, and some of them that'll say like uh, there's one that said that like oh if you like die hard if die hard is your favorite christmas movie then you'll love this or something like that where it's like totally. people are just like i don't want to watch the cheese ball stuff like i i want to watch something that's that's yeah, different or like, yeah or like we already know what christmas movie i don't know all christmas movies are the same i just want to watch something different yeah and this will be something like um thrown for for dad or something like that uh yeah, so those are those are the people's reviews. Um, we'll throw it to you, Dave. Would you like to go first or second or last? Please. I'll go second. Second. All right. Wow. Oh, cool. Okay. Excellent choice. You will be the sandwich to uh, Brandon and I's bread. Um, can, I, can I go Brent, first? Carry, carry us away, Brandon. Yeah. I what, went ta- what, type of, I, what type of bread are you? Ooh, I feel sourdough. Um, All right. I will join you as a sourdough. We can't have two t- different types of bread. No, we can't. <laughs> Okay. I think you're rye right now. Um, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> what is something wrong with rye? <laughs> Nothing is wrong with it. Jeez. <laughs> is that no. taking a hit on me or rye? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just stand up for this movie. And I guess is why I wanted to go first, because I totally get where you're coming from, James. And. <laughs> Yeah, I I just get it. And but uh, so the case that I would make for it is is that the story is really concise and it'll it, it gives you little but it if you do the work just like what so much of this movie requires is you doing the work in order to like it, which is also a good and a bad thing. If you if you just put your uh, if you put yourself in how weird or maybe even like take like do the work of taking a thing outside of another thing that happens in this movie um what is what the script is is really good 
it's straightforward, but it gives you enough um, about the world building to it where it doesn't treat its audience like it's dumb. It doesn't force feed it. It just says, here are here is a straightforward take on Santa Claus. If we if ultimately our objective is for Santa Claus to be in a gun battle with another person, this is how this needs to be presented. And the movie script wise understands that really well, because in order for you to get to Santa Claus being able to take bullets and to give bullets, um, it, it takes some care because it can be a character. It's fucking Santa Claus, like really easily. And I think the script is really good, but like I've mentioned already and I've alluded to is that the directing is really poopy because it could have been directed in a way that it could have been funnier. It, it's okay to be like a dark humor movie. Like any, I would encourage anybody to go see the lobster. Like that's really fucked up shit, but it's like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny stuff. And there's a way to just present this kind of like um, Santa Claus being a part of the government um, because he's getting subsidies because he's participating in delivering presents. And like that, that whole thing is really um, funny and is presented in a way in this movie that could be funny, but it doesn't get to where you would want it to be. And now seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of these movies that we've talked about, and I just uh, think so much to Robert Edgar's man, like it just, okay. You can not be funny, but you can make the images on screen really interesting. And that in itself can be intriguing. Like if you want to just present a really like true and honest take on what Santa Claus job is like. You should do it in a way that is interesting because that can be really morose and really get people turned off about a movie. And this movie is boring visually. It just is like, gets you from point A to point Z and Okay, so you either have to go like this is a a Western movie and be visually appealing or you have to be dry but edited in a comedic way in order for it to be successful. And I think it does certain things well that could get you there if you think about it, but you have to put in the leg room or the leg work. And so... I would just say, me personally, I'm going to give this a 78%. Nice. Right. That's why I went one second, so I know the rating scale without having to ask. Yeah. Um, just like Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> right. it is out of 100%. And so, overall, I think I wasn't expecting much out of it i was expecting not so i understand 
I knew what the synopsis was before I looked at IMDb and before I watched the movie, like before I looked at IMDb right before I got the movie. And just as a refresher and overall, I didn't look up, I just knew Mel Gibson at Walton Goggins were in it, didn't look up anything about the director, just kind of went in. All right, let's see what we're getting into. And I think pretty early on, I picked up the tone of the movie and what they're trying to do, which I think helped my understanding of liking it. And I think the Fargo connection came on pretty quickly for me as well. And I love that show. So I was like, whatever this is, if this is going to be kind of similar to how those shows play out. And if you watch that show, there's so many different things going on in the background. But even if you watch it surface level, it's still entertaining. And this movie oh, was entertaining. Completely surface level and entertaining. Like, <laughs> yeah. Never. I think it probably could have been 15, 20 minutes shorter, but it never really like lagged. I, I didn't think there was any no, part not at all. where the movie was yeah. taking a weird turn to try to make something more than it wasn't. Right. I thought it knew what it was and it just moved along and it was kind of boring but it also never like nothing really happened in the movie it was just all right the oh. whole movie you knew <laughs> okay well, that, okay like right. the whole movie you were never surprised i the only part i was surprised in the whole movie was when he got knee knee knife knee bladed <laughs> and then shot in the eye but other than that like the whole knee movie was so like, fucking okay tight. this kid wants to kill santa <laughs> and this guy is gonna go do it and right that was that and yeah, for what it was and for what I was expecting, I—I I mean, I personally loved it. Uh, like I said, I don't know—I don't know if I'll watch it again. But it was a great little <laughs> moment in time movie where I was like, "All right, hell yeah, this is great." And like I said, I don't think this necessarily—I didn't even view this as a Christmas movie at all. I think you could make Batman any type of character that you want him to be, and I still think it could be entertaining. I think of it as so like Tooth Fairy, right? We're going uh, Tooth Fairy, right? Next time. Sorry. Yeah. I, not not to do the mystical creature is thing that again. The, sorry. The rock one. Yeah. Yes. That's that's okay. what the rock movie's about, right? Yeah. Um, so I like I love like I like I keep going back to Cohen Brothers. I think it has a lot of Cohen Brothers similarities. And then yeah. even if you want to look at worse, like get shorty and those type of oh. weird that's movies we, where it's just like this trivial right. thing that's happening and in the people's lives that it's happening to it's the biggest thing in the world but then you step back from it and have the little sprinkles of the characters they interact with where it's just like the mailman he doesn't give a shit he's like oh yeah that's chris's mailbox doesn't ask anything the mailman calls him and he's like oh some guy came by and stopped and see he has no idea that this guy's going and if that character existed in a Wes Anderson movie, it would be so much more enjoyable and it would also get you exactly where you wanted to. But there, yeah, like the, that kind of stuff has no finesse to it. No, it's so like, interesting. Yeah. Like, no, this was just a guy that worked at a post office <laughs> talking to someone in Alaska. Like that's all it was. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that right. type of shit happened. That's a, <laughs> like you could see this situation happening at like 50% as the dramaticness of it if you make fat man a real person and i i love that shit in movies when they just make it like that i don't know if i would go 
as high as your 79 or 78 you gave, but I would give it like a 78, right? Is what I said? Like a real solid 75, like worth it to watch. It's funny, but it's not like, it doesn't try to be funny other than the way that the script moves. There's not like lines that are really supposed to be that funny. And there are a couple like dumb ones, like uh, (laughs) James, you mentioned with like, that's, what do you think he's how do you think he gets so jolly and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i those were such like the back part of the movie to me the more part was like how's this guy gonna get how's he gonna find where this guy lives and what's gonna be his attempt to break into this fortress that <laughs> santa has and that's what i was interested in and the whole movie did a great job of showing that journey that so, happens yeah, in the- 75 that happens in this movie. Yeah, he does. He does a full on raid on uh, Santa's Santa's estate in uh, the North Pole, uh, guarded by U.S. military. It's like saying that aloud is like it's such a bummer because like hearing you guys talk about it, it like sounds like a good movie. What you guys watched, and I, and I I hate to be I hate to be the proverbial Grinch in this situation and <laughs> just losing it over there. <laughs> Um, but I, I hate to be the proverbial Grinch in this situation and, 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 and kind of, uh, way on the other side of, of the cards of, or the tomatoes rather than cards, I should say proverbial tomatoes, I should say. Um, but I'll start with like some positives I, I liked about it. I thought the performances were, were, uh, were pretty good. Like everybody that was in, I think Ruth Claus, I think she was in one of the haunting uh, I thought I, she was. No, that's a good I, point. Maybe I could be wrong. Well. I, th- I thought. I thought all the. Sorry, what's up? I I agree. The four main characters were all yeah. great performances. I thought all of them, yeah, like brought it and and uh, were con- so committed to uh, this this yeah kind of bonkers sort of idea of of a movie and everything like uh, purposely so. Um, and I thought then I thought. Walton Goggins was my favorite, of course, but the kid was like, I don't know. He he played it so well to be able to do like the car battery thing, like to that girl, like, and be so threatening. I was like, man, this guy looks like he's a grown man and like acting and, and talking like, yeah, like a little baby Ray Liotta. I keep thinking he looks like him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I enjoyed that. Um what else? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, there's 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 like some elements too. There's like some moments that that uh, weren't weren't too bad, I guess. Uh, but the the parts that I did enjoy when you put them together and edited them all together, I didn't think that it it turned into like a cohesive, fun movie for me to watch. Um, and I didn't think that it jived everything jived together as well as I wanted it to be. And the whole um, journey to getting to that final showdown for me, I don't think the script was very um, cleanly put together. Like the bare elements, and yeah, it could have been like a half hour shorter. It was a it was a it was a scant you know hour forty minute movie, um, but that's why I say like it could be a pretty good like sketch or something. Like this kid put a hit out on Santa Claus. Let's see that play out in a sketch on a on a show or something like that. And I think that's pretty funny, but like seeing it so uh, committed to from the story to the, and the directors and how they portray everything, it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way in terms of like, I've mentioned plenty of times, the tonal shifts that kind of go throughout the movie of editing from Santa and Ruth being 
uh, very warm and cuddly to each other to like Walton Goggins killing people back to Santa, like getting drunk. I, there's just like a lot of stuff to take, take in um, that maybe like I absorbed in a different sort of way or focus on in, in a different sort of way. Um, and I was kind of just like, find myself kind of rolling my eyes at things. And, you know, it's uh, a part of it too, I think maybe it's like the subject matter itself. I mentioned, I was like, I don't really care about this, like gritty Santa Claus. Like, it's just not something that like, I don't know, that's, that seems like something that I would enjoy that much, whether it's these guys directing it or Adam McKay or someone else, like uh, plenty of times I'll try to rewrite the movie to be like, Oh, maybe they could have done this, that. And like my one note was like, Hey, maybe like, the give, either give the kid more to do, give Walton Goggins more to do or, or something like that as far as a history. No, no, sorry. I take that back. You're right about the hitman doesn't necessarily much of a history, but my one thing is like, Hey, maybe if he does have a history, you can get rid of the kid and show like kind of where he comes from. Cause he has a very similar history as a kid, but I don't even need to do that. My uh, opinion stands um, for what this, what this material is. I didn't really have a great time watching it. I hate to be the bummer of the, of the party. Um, but, uh, I, the things that I didn't like about it, um, I guess I've kind of laid out already throughout this and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard for me to coalesce when I hear you guys be so positive about it too. It's like, oh man, now it's hard for me to like, even really think about and, uh, and verbalize like what I, um, like the, the, the negative and like criticisms that I have against it. But I, I feel like I've expressed myself throughout this podcast, uh, pretty well. I just found myself, um, not sure where to focus my energy on. And, uh, yeah, like, as I said about the script, um, when I say there's just like, there's swaths of, of parts of this movie that just like, I feel like don't need to be there. And, and for the, there to be scenes that overestablish uh, Walton Goggins character instead of um, giving some backstory that I think could be needed. Um, and then having these, yeah, these back and forths between Mr. and Mrs. Claus. I just think there was an overabundance of things that didn't need to be there. That seemed like they had extra stuff on the day and they edited it in a way for it to create this, this movie that led up to the showdown. And, um, it was not something that I would see again. It's not something I would recommend. Um, I would like talk about like, oh man, there's this crazy movie about Santa Claus uh, getting a hit taken out on him. Uh, but that would be the extent of it. I would say, yeah, don't watch it. It's not worth it. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm very happy that you guys enjoyed it. And there's a part of me that, enjoyed it a bit more after talking to you about it, especially that whole Fargo comparison. I thought was really interesting. That is kind of like, I'm racking my brain putting in that context a little bit more too. Um, and I don't think I knew about the Danny McBride until like after I watched it kind of. So I was like, Oh, I can kind of understand some of the tonal stuff a little bit more. Um, but honestly, overall it just seemed more kind of lazy and it seemed like they wanted to, they had the premise and, and the stuff to support it was, uh, just didn't do it for me. And the stuff that I liked the most, honestly, seemed like it wasn't in the script and it was stuff that Walton Goggins came up with on the day. Um, so I'm going to give it a 31%. Not a fan. Um, but I think I rated yeah. the, maybe a little no, higher than I would I, have. Because no, I, I think you guys, 
kind of brought up some, uh, some parts of it that I enjoyed, um, that I didn't fully realize, but that's the beauty of, of conversing about all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, the name of this podcast or for anybody listening is polarized and you're allowed to have your own opinion about something. I mean, we're talking about differencing of opinions. That's the format. Like it's okay. I, it's wonderful though, to hear that it could have been lower and what you gave it is an honest score, but to hear that you're also considering a new opinion based on this conversation is fantastic. And yeah, I I think watching like, this is such a great movie to watch with people. I'd say like, if you are going to watch it, um, like I was, I was alone. Maybe I wasn't in the the right mood for it or something as well. I could see myself maybe like late Christmas night, you had a little bit of brandy in your, cider or something like that and you're hanging with the with with dad or something like that and you're like let's watch a silly oh mel gibson i haven't seen mel gibson in a movie in a while i like and then you know like your dad likes lethal weapon or something like that like i don't know there's a time and place for it so like i i am i appreciate you saying that and yeah this is something that i've enjoyed a lot about this podcast is uh, gaining new perspective uh, from not only too, watching, watching movies that we haven't seen before, maybe we wouldn't think to see. I would not, I would not have watched this movie had it not been for this podcast. I do not think. And because of this podcast, not only did I watch it, Same here, I, discussed, I formed my own opinion about it, gotten a new opinion. Uh, thanks to you guys too. And then we, <laughs> uh, yeah, we get, we had some laughs and, and everything too. So I think it's, uh, it's been very successful and we actually got a polarizing, opinion for once usually uh me and the brandini are are kind of hovering in the same ballpark uh like you guys are tonight but um it is kind of fun to kind of parse the parse the opinions a bit but i just it's that's what the go, holidays are all about that's what it's all about can i just, yeah. can I just say that <laughs> you're gonna disagree sometimes but the love's gonna be there the love's gonna be there man like oh that's right well, yeah um brandini you're gonna have to i keep uh, having a loose grip of uh, what movie we're doing next. If you can just remind me which one is, yeah, is next. Oh, absolutely. I think I might know. Please, uh, yeah. please uh, reveal it for me. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so the next movie we're doing is the green Knight. Right. Excellent. Um, so yeah, this is, this has Christmas in it, this movie. So it, counts, mo- yeah. it, count, it yeah. counts as Christmas. <laughs> just like this counts as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to uh polarized christmas version um so we we will be doing uh, burr. Uh, burr. and these are some like more newer movies which i i like too um we've we've been doing this is a positive critic i'm guessing bad audience then you're yeah. absolutely right it is an 89 percent certified fresh from critics with 302 reviews that's a lot of critics reviews that i don't you don't really see that many uh on some movies and then 50% audience score with a thousand ratings. Um, I'll go ahead and read the synopsis. Um, an so f- epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend. The green Knight tells the story of Sir Gawain, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous green Knight, a gigantic emerald skin stranger and tester of men. Gawain contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing the ultimate challenger from visionary filmmaker, David Lowry comes a fresh and bold spin on a classic tale from the Knights of the round table. It was released this year. Um, 
so yeah i uh i have seen this movie once i'm gonna watch it again and i'm uh gonna talk about it next week and i'm gonna tell you how i feel about it and the great brandini will be there with me and maybe someone else will join i don't know we'll see what happens um thank you all for for joining us dave hey thank you so much for uh joining us thank you for watching this movie i'm glad you had a uh it seems like you enjoyed it i'm, I'm glad it was fun yeah. yeah even and if i didn't enjoy it i'm sure it'd be fun as well that's <sighs> what i've learned too is i we've we've watched some uh some stinkers here and we some poopy movies some yeah. poopy movies and uh we enjoy the conversations regardless so please my friend uh come back anytime um yeah, congratulations definitely. on your your badass new guitar uh dave showed me his new guitar it is super cool and <laughs> i am gonna get one just like it um that's that's our plug section right now it's just about how cool dave's guitars cool. Are. yeah <laughs> this episode brought to you by dave's guitars <laughs> dave's guitars <laughs> cool. he's got a cool parquet court shirt that on that i saw only at near the end of the episode <laughs> you, are, you are right so cool um i love it uh yeah so if you want to reach us uh polarize the pod at gmail.com polarize pod on twitter polarize pod on twitch uh we stream these episodes if you catch us uh you can join us live um yeah and then send us an email on that gmail if you have any requests reviews concerns um ideas movie movie ideas uh anything at all um i don't know relationship advice uh yeah let's gift ideas yeah gift okay yeah it's Um, getting close to the holiday but yeah blueprint blueprints for track lighting or something do the do those gift ideas like tomorrow okay yeah asap um and we will see you next week for the green night thank you so much hey guys excited uh bye going again bye -bye. later man see you dude it's been so fun Bye.